Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is Eclipse Phase. This is Empty Hutong, which is an intro scenario for Eclipse Phase that I have written uh, and rewritten uh, over the last few weeks. Um, yeah, I'm going to be GMing this game, and let's have our players introduce them. So starting with Jen. Hi, this is Jen. I will be playing the... Uh, I'll be returning playing the Hidden Concern Assassin again. Um better known as Double O, a.k.a. Obstinate Octopus. George? Uh, this is George. I will be playing a Firewall Crow-Techie Smarty Pants uh, named Arcadios. Nice. And our last player? I am Dave, and I will be playing a Titan Explorer by the name of Jacob Falk. Jacob Falk. Interesting name. Yes. That uh, that name generator it helped. Is he is that a Swedish name? <laughs> it is. It is in fact. That was Brilliant. We button clicked. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so, um, seeing as we've got two firewall members on this team, I feel like it's important asking: Is this a firewall mission, or is there just happens to be, or is it a mission that firewall has infiltrated? I kind of like the uh, idea of infiltration. All right, so we're infiltrating another mission. As firewall agents. All right. So you two are on this mission. Um, no one else really knows that you're firewall, but like firewall's gone, we, we need you on this thing. Um, so um, a bit of a framing device. Um, we see a, a group of... Uh, we see a group of um, four or five uh, people kind of um, worn down, uh, but still kind of excited, uh, sitting in some chairs in a digitally created office space. Um, the coffee pot in the corner um, uh, of the room sort of flickers in and out. Um, there must be a, a bug in the code for that particular machine, uh, for that p particular object. Um, these, these five... Um, people are waiting at a conference table for someone and a, uh, and a door kind of materializes in the glass wall. Um, he's playing the Titanian Explorer, Jen. Um, <laughs> and then uh, this glass door kind of opens and insteps this uh, woman, uh, very well kept in a, in a sort of slightly asymmetrically cut business suit. Um, one side of the jacket is a bit longer. It's got a bit of an angular uh, hem at the bottom. Um, she is smoking, and her hair uh, is kind of this uh, bright, vibrant orange color. She walks across and sits down, and she addresses these uh, this group of people at the table. Um, and she says, uh, we've a recovered a mission recorder for your next research site, and we thought that it would be worth you studying uh, before you enter the zone. Uh, and she sort of like flicks her hands across the table and all of these, uh, and these three screens um, open up. And as uh, we, the audience, look at uh, these screens, we see the, uh, the view streams, the, uh, the person I view uh, from three individuals uh, sitting in the back of a cramped um, 
boxy uh, space shuttle. Uh, and then they all sort of hear a, hear us like a, a three loud bangs on the side of the shuttle uh, and look back towards the cockpit as a man uh, is standing there in the doorway between the cockpit and this passenger compartment. Uh, the man has uh, like braid, uh, braided hair and like a braided kind of Viking-esque beard. Uh, and he's standing uh, standing there looking at you. It's like, all right, let's run over our mission parameters again, uh, as you all see this person. And we slip into your characters as your mission recorders have just turned on. Uh, we're here to recover a statue for a very invested client. This statue is called the... Uh, fuck, what is it called again, Jed? <laughs> <laughs> The something, oh, the, the, oh, rapture, the, the rapturous mother of transhumanity. That's what it's called. I forgot. Oh. For a brief second. Uh, yes. Uh, we're here to recover a statue called the ra- uh, rapturous uh, mother of transhumanity. Uh, it's some kind of fine art piece or whatever. Uh, it's from before the fall. Uh, this place has been quarantined since then. The only information we've got is that it was some kind of biological contaminant. So I want full quarantine procedures. Nobody's taken off their spacesuits on this one. I don't care. I don't care what you see. I don't care what happens. No tears, no rips, no helmets off. Do we understand each everyone? And he kind of looks to you three. It's hard to tell, but I nod. <laughs> A little, little octopus nod. Uh, your microphone's gone a bit scratchy there again, uh, Dave. I know that's super annoying. <laughs> Sorry, I'll fix it. Cool. Um, and I will just quickly open this document that I need, which I'm sure I saved it here somewhere. Where is it? Where is it? There we go. No? Uh, there we go. Empty castle. Um, yeah, rapturous mother of transhumanity. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, now, this habitat's some kind of, like, a beehive situation. They took a statue, they hollowed it out. Um, apparently it was from the early days of, uh, early days of space exploration, so there's going to be some weird architecture going on in there. Um, as far as I know, this was purely habitat. Nobody down there was doing any experiments with nothing. There's no weapon refinery facility or anything like that. Uh, it's not even a mining space anymore. Um, all the resources that could be mined from that place are long gone. Uh, so we're going to touch down at their old dock, seeing as the newer dock's been trashed by uh, damage during the fall. Uh, so we're going to touch down. You three are going to go on. I'm going to set up the the set up the rear guard. Uh, and you're going to get that goddamn statue, and then we're going to get off this godforsaken rock. <laughs> Does everybody understand me? Understood. Not again. All right. Uh, so you step off. Uh, you hear a sort of a shudder as your ship uh, clips on, and then a, a female voice calls uh, from the uh, from the cockpit and over your over your comms devices. Um, I'm just doing the final uh, docking procedure now. Uh, we've got a soft dock, and I'm just clamping on. Uh, they don't seem to have any mechanical arms. So, yeah, I'm, I'm firing off some anchor lines. And you hear, like, a, 
an explosion, a small contained explosion uh, coming from like the hull of your ship. Um, yeah, you guys are sitting there in the in the small cramped confines of this uh, shuttle, uh, and it goes through your mind that you really don't have a lot of information about this place you're going to. You know that it's called Nuzan Wu. Uh, that it was built um, by the Chinese government uh, in conjunction with Monolith Aerospace. Uh, But, uh, yeah, that's not a lot to go on. Does anybody want to... Does anyone think that their character might know someone um, that would have information about this place? Um, or did anybody want to like tr- uh, check the net, the mesh, as is the case in Eclipse Face, to see if there's any information online about this? Um, um, I mean, I could network around with all my all the the low lives that I know. Sure. So, Jen, make me a networking check. So, um, you're going to talk to some criminals. Yeah. So, G rep. So, for new players, uh, both listening and playing. Um, a networking check is where you go on your social media account and you attempt to f- see if anyone uh, has information about the thing you're looking for. Um, the first part of this is rolling a networking check. The networking check determines whether you actually know someone w- that would likely have this information. Jen, did you succeed? No, I rolled an 83 out of 80. So Jen's social network doesn't, uh, she doesn't think she knows anyone that works in this area above um, near-Earth orbit. Um, uh, She's not super in with um, deep space scavenger pirates and the like. Uh, So she can't think of anyone that would have the information that she needs. Um, Maybe someone else might know someone. I've got, uh, let's see, networking with scientists. Maybe they know something about. Yeah, maybe somebody done a study of this area before. So go for it. All right. Let's see. New. Nope. New. New. I got 91. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you want to get under the target (laughs) number, just by the way, your skill rating? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Explain that. Good. Um, Okay. So, yeah, that's. Nope. Nope. You guys don't know anybody that's worked here. Anyone else going to George? Say uh, I'll give it a sh- I'll give it a shot. Uh, so I've got a couple different ways I can go at this. I've got uh, I've got uh, scientists. I've got uh, our rep. Um, so I can give that a shot. Uh, my character uh, my character here uh, Arcadios is uh, apparently fluent in Mandarin, mm-hmm. uh, and he was pretty big into pre-fall. He's pretty big into pre-fall media. Uh, I don't know what would be uh, what you'd prefer for the first angle on that. Um, yeah, let's let's try research first. It's a long shot. Let's try. Yeah, the let's scientist. go for research first. But you've got pre-interest pre-fall media, right? Yep. So that's that's normally that means that I would normally read that as that means you watch like watch pre-fall movies and TV shows, but like normally that's non that normally that's fiction like not news programs because <laughs> if it was news programs it'd probably say pre-fall history yep all right so let's see i failed that role i got a uh i got a actually no i got my numbers mixed up there i got a 15 so i did actually succeed on that one all right so um it's hard to find information from the fall 
uh, from the time of the fall because of the fact that as well as a physically destructive war, it was also a informational war. Um, the Titans were corrupting, the Titans being the AIs that destroyed Earth, were corrupting data uh, from the time they were falsifying records to try and uh, see disinformation and trick people. Um, they booby-trapped blueprints for common items so that you'd think you were printing off like an emergency food ration, but then your fabricator would explode with disassembler swarm nanomachines. Um, and all sorts of crazy shit like that. Uh, so there was a lot of informational war. Um, so you got a 15 out of something? Uh, out research? of uh, on Wow, that's a low research. Um, but well, I was going by the rep score. Let me see. You uh, managed to find some information about New Jam Wu. Um, there's a lot of... Uh, most of what you find is just promotional material um, that remained intact about um, its... Um, about the habitat, uh, you know, the, the plans for it. And this is actually been attached to a... You actually found it attached to um, an episode guide for a um, police... Because you wanted to tap in a little bit to your interest in old Earth media. Um, preform media, rather. Um, you actually find this attached to a police drama episode guide. Apparently there was an episode where they went to Nujam uh, Wu uh, to try and solve a crime or whatever. Uh, so uh, and, the, and someone's attached a bunch of setting information being like oh so this is what Nujam Wu would have really looked like. Here's why this clearly wasn't filmed on location. Uh, yada yada yada. Um, but this means that you have a vague idea of the layout inside there. Um, most hive habitats are kind of spirally in their internal design. This thing is a lot more grid-like. You see, um, you see lines and lines and lines of um, of uh, alleyways or streets uh, coming off of each other. Uh, and the streets are labelled as hutongs, which um, you're not quite sure what a hutong is. Oh, you speak Mandarin, so you know that it means... Is Mandarin your, your first language or another language? Uh, let's see here. Uh, It'll say native if it's your native language. Uh, no, strangely enough, my native is Hungarian, of all things. Yep, cool. Uh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so you're pretty sure that it means alleyway. It's a special kind of alleyway, but it's not quite clear to you. Um, mm. It's got something to do with Beijing, as far as you can recall, but, like, history of architecture is not your study. Um, uh, nope. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's something to do with alleyway. All right. You, have a, you don't have a map, but you have a sense of the layout. You know it's going to be grid, which means you know there's going to be tight corners. Okay. So grid, tight corners. This is probably going to be a pretty intuitive numbering system for uh, for addresses and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So not too bad. Cool. Um, does anyone else have anything they want to do as the doors kiss open and you see the worn, pl yellowing plastic, uh, flimsy airlock tube extending uh, from the habitat and latching onto your uh, ship? Um, I'm just going to double check my gear, I guess. 
I'm picking up a double speak. On who? I think it's yours. I'm not seeing level coming up on mine when you're talking. Hang on. Talk now. Hello. I can kind of hear it. Uh, I think it went away. I'm not seeing levels jump on yours. Um, I I think you might have to endure it, unfortunately. Okay. Um, but I'll bring up uh, control room and see if there's anything I can do. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you check over your gear and there's nothing really. Uh, you don't notice anything wrong. Um, you've got your swords, your guns, your grenades, your poisons. Yes. Your fucking uh, sabotage nano machines. Yes. Uh, Jen's got a lot of gear, and thankfully we're already familiar with most of Jen's gear because we've done a one shot <laughs> with this character recently. Um, Dave, probably there's yes. a lot of shit on your character sheet that you don't really know what it is. Yes. Um, is there anything in particular that jumps out at you? Um, uh, well, there's a diamond axe. That's kind of cool. So but a diamond I don't think axe, I need that. A diamond axe is like a emergency rescue axe, like the kind that like a fireman or something might have. Um, okay. But it is diamond-edged. Um, so it is incredibly sharp and incredibly sturdy. Um, what else have you got? See, I'm seeing something called... Uh, it's actually right before it, the breadcrumb positioning system. I'm assuming that's some sort of GPS type. Yes, yeah. and wonderful, and and th- and and I'm loving. This is not a problem with David. This is a problem in general, unfortunately. But your microphone's gone crackly again. <laughs> Horrible, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, so I won't explain what breadcrumb positioning system until he's back in. It looks like he's back in. Are you back in? I am. I a breadcrumb positioning system. You turn it off, turn it on, and it drops a tiny grain of sand-sized. Um, transmitter every um, every like meter or so that you walk, uh, and so you can relay signals uh, using it, and you can also tell where you've been using it. Um, so this is the way you solve the can't trans transmit radio signals through solid rock. Uh, I see problem. So it's like a. a- confined space gps underground it would work yes it also, i mean it also works it also works above ground for helping yeah. you track your position um but uh it is particularly useful inside warrenous rocky space habitats uh and underground cave networks um well you've got a kinetic assault rifle that's pretty straightforward yep um nothing else here stands out um, medicines will come up as we go, um, and so will Adrenal Boost. Um, yeah, nothing else particular. Oh, the Saucer Bot might be worth mentioning. So that's a saucer, like UFO-shaped robot that hovers around, and I think they have weapons. Let's find out by copying that, and then we'll go to this one, and then we'll search and see if he's got it on his wiki here that we're using. If you've used Chuck's, uh, Chuck's Eclipse Phase Wiki before, maybe, you know, thank Chuck. <laughs> um, robots and vehicles. Please have the rules for them. Robots, 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 personal vehicles, robots. 
Automech, Creeper, Doctor, Saucer. This disc-shaped drone is lightweight and quiet. They typically launch by throwing them like a frisbee, after which they propel themselves with an ionic drive. Saucers make excellent eye-in-the-sky monitors and scouts. So it doesn't have weapons. There you go. Problem solved. Well, it's still nice to have a uh, little scout bot. Yes, indeed. Just in um, case. Cool. So um, your boss or whatever kind of gestures towards... The airlock, <laughs> expecting the three of you to go across. Yeah, I will uh, start moving. Cool. Um, so you, you, you know, you see the octopus drifting down, uh, kind of bobbing slightly. Um, I, I have a quick question. Yeah. Um, it says I have light armor. It, it does not specifically say that I have a vac suit. Does the light armor have the same effect as in being... It doesn't stealing? normally. Does it not? Hang on. Let me go to the character list thing. Hidden Concern Assassin. Equipment. Light body armor, thermal thermal dampening, cortical stack, skill wear. Hmm. Okay. You have a smart vac suit then. Um, okay. So that'll be enough to protect you. Um, that's okay. enough to keep you from getting contaminated, but it won't really add any armor. Yep, that's what I was figuring. Um, yeah. So you, you're you drifting down uh, this corridor, kind of bobbing slightly, rippling, um, as as octopi, octop- octopods do when they move um, in freefall and in water alike. Um, who goes next? Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, oh, I motion for the guy with the gun to go first. That's you, Dave. You're the one with the kinetic assault rifle. I was going to offer to go second anyway, so not a problem. Cool. I shall go. Uh, Yeah, so you, you know, kind of push yourself off the doorway and start drifting down towards the octopod, octomorph, octa-assassin. And then our nervous crow. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing up the rear and... uh... You're in yep. a Neanderthal morph, right? Uh, I am, but... Uh... Yeah. The other two, these two are in vaguely humanoid bodies, whereas we've only got one in a crazy octopus. Crow is a, is a slang term in Eclipse Phase, basically, oh. in this context. Oh, that's confusing. Yeah, oh, indeed. Uh... Uh, crow is a research term in Firewall. It means that you're a researcher, like a dedicated researcher. Okay. Hmm. But unlike some researchers, I'm actually out here in the field. Yeah, I don't really know why they chose crow as their word for researcher, but whatever, it happened. Eh? They could have chosen any other bird that is not one of the main uplift species, but sure. Yeah, I I, I imagine the Neo-Avians shouldn't be too happy about that. (laughs) The Neo-Avians probably don't even know, like, right? There's probably only a handful of them in Firewall. But that's okay, But I'm because I'm a a Neanderthal. I'm technically an uplift. Yeah, that's true. You, you're whispering to them. Why do they call me a crow? I'm not even a crow. It's, it's specious. I'm a completely <laughs> different kind of uplift. Anyway. All right. Um, it's at this point that you get a, uh, as, you, as the three of you kind of bunch up near this door, you get a message sent to your muses saying, would you like to join? Um, would you like to join Paycheck Industries uh, personal tacnet. Uh, Paycheck Industries being the group that hired 
that uh, hired you on as freelancers for this salvage job? And let's see. Do Big. I have the standard? Doesn't look like it. Eh, okay. All right. George One is it. Used... George's character's in. All right, then I'm staying out because I can connect through him. Okay. <laughs> so what? Uh, what? What is it? Attacknet is a tactical network. Um, it allows you to basically have digital telepathy with the other members. You can borrow their eyes or rather see what they see if you need to. You can highlight things for them. It lets you know when members of your TACnet are under attack. Um, it logs your position um, relevant to them, uh, relative to them rather. It also tries to make a map as you go, but can only really work with the data you provide it. Um, and you can also use it to uh, highlight uh, targets and things like that. Um, the, main, the main advantage is being telepathy and being able to see through someone else's uh, vision. Yeah. yeah why, don't I, uh, why don't I go for that? Cool. You've gone, Robo. I that mm, I got to work out how to solve that at some point. Um. Yeah. All right. So. Um. Yeah. You're at this door, and it's a normal kind of sliding metal door. So it uh, it opens up from the middle, basically, and two halves slide into the recesses of this wall. But there's there's something kind of growing out of the 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 central seal where the doors connect to one another and normally should lock and create an airtight seal. You can see tiny little fingers of like green, uh, greenish blue kind of an aquary color um, moss or grass, uh, kind of kind of like bean sprouts or or like clovers or something and they're just kind of little tiny hairs of them sticking out of the door the the door that should be sealed shut uh. this is not a little... now, i'm uh. going to uh, academics for botany can i try and figure out if this stuff is dangerous or not yes you can Fantastic. It's not high. But I succeed with a 23 out of 45. Uh, sweet. Uh, so, with that roll, uh, you know that this resembles some um, engineered species. Um, probably something engineered to be hardier in space, but you don't recognize this specific genus. And you don't you can't immediately tell it's purpose. It's also not frozen and dead from being exposed to the coldness of vacuum, but you do notice that this habitat is slowly rotating, so maybe it gets sun, but this corridor is too dark for it to be photosynthesizing, and these leaves are... these leaves aren't flower petals, so it's not sexual signaling that it's this color, but it's Blue leaves suggest it wouldn't... Maybe it doesn't photosynthesize. It could be maybe something else. Um, it's a high radiation area. It could be radiosynthesizing. 
rather than photosynthesizing. So it's using the energy of uh, like gamma radiation uh, to perform um, uh, something like photosynthesis. Um, but uh, you'd need to do more study oh. to check that. I see. Uh, it's definitely not photosynthesizing, though. There shouldn't be anything like that on uh, this habitat, should there? It's not a p- experimental like garden hab. Um, the only plants that should be here are like whatever was in uh, anyone's personal garden. There's not even a. S- Lots of habitats have like a central kind of um, garden space for like the community to gather, uh, almost like a parkland. This habitat does not have that. It predates the introduction of that kind of feature. Um, there are no, in in fact, there are no real commons in the station. That's a bad sign. Mm. All right, all right. So just a weird plant all around, but uh, it doesn't really look immediately threatening. Like it's not going to come alive and attack us. So I won't worry too much about it right now, but I'd like to keep an eye on it, see if it pops up anywhere else in our travels. All right. Well, you guys are going to need to open this door and Dave, unfortunately, your microphone is glitching. Dave, I got oh. one suggestion. Check your... Chrome OS and make sure it's up to date. All right, let me Mine just auto quick. updates. Um, All right. Uh, well, let's see. So we have to get through this door, even though it's covered in this creepy moss stuff. It's the uh, door yeah. in. It's either that or a um. It's that or a spacewalk. Look- Is it covered on the top of the door? Um, not on this side. Not on the outward side. It's these bits are just sort of sticking through, and you can't see the inside of the door. You can tell that the door isn't sealed. Um, it might be locked though, so it might be that this stuff has degraded the like silicon rubber seal that stops the air escaping, but hasn't degraded the locks of the door. <laughs> um, but it might have degraded the locks of the door. It's up to what you're doing. Uh, Chrome wants me to relaunch. I might be back in a second. It might yep, cool. That's fine. All right. Uh, I could theoretically go all along the ceiling. Uh, I think that's. I think that's fine. I mean, I don't want to have to blow this door or anything, especially not while the shuttle is uh, still attached. Uh, and I don't think we've got a cutter or anything in here. Um, let me actually, check. It occurs to me we haven't actually tried seeing if there's power if we can just open the door normally. Mm, that uh, could be a hardware industrial or a hardware electronics check. I would allow okay. hardware electronics if you've got it. Uh, that's a negative on me. How about you? I am not built for machines. I am built for killing. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I will check uh, <laughs> Dave's character as he is yep. currently ready. He's got, he's got hardware. Right? Back. Oh, he's back and he sounds fine for a time. We'll see how we go. <laughs> um, okay. He's got hardware ground craft, so that's not going to help you. But I think yep. he might have. Let's see here. Let's see what gear he's got. I mean, he's got an assault rifle, so he could shoot it dead. Um, I, I got that I diamond just, axe. I could that's, just shoot it with one of these missiles. Really looking forward to using that diamond axe on something. Oh yeah, you've got the diamond axe, so I would let you use that as a pry bar to open the uh, try and open the door. That's literally what that axe is meant for. Let's give it a shot. Um, I'd like to to motion to obstinate obstinate octopus to put the seeker missile launcher down. (laughs) Put a hand out, lower the gun. Uh, So I think that this is just a a strength check, basically. Uh, So I want you to roll your 
sum S O M uh, times uh, times three. Your base sum is twenty. Your morph bonus gives you ten. So you'll be you need to get under ninety. I'll do what I can. I've I've already <laughs> failed that once today. So hey, I got a eighteen. An eighteen. So you 18. sort of like jam the axe head in there and then like work it and twist the axe up so that you've got it kind of in a uh like a long handle um perpendicular to the to the to the tiny opening on the door and you just work it backwards and forwards like you're uh you know like you're like you're kind of pushing and pulling a shopping cart uh and the door uh you hear the door like groan and then something uh something like creak and then a loud metal snapping sound as a bunch of the locks inside the door shear from um from ice damage basically uh because these doors were built 50 years ago and this door this ha- whole habitat section that you've just broken into this this lock this uh airlock section um which was built during the original construction of this habitat was only intended to remain in use for 10 years <laughs> and it is you know 50 years 40 years past that point uh, awesome so, so yeah you break that door um, and it, and you can pull it open now. There's no hiss. There's no air escaping. Uh, and you step into a, you know, kind of bedroom-sized um, rectangular room. On the far side from you, you see another air-locking uh, space. Um, and then uh, to your left, as you walk in, you see two... Uh, a large set of doors that go towards the kidney bean shaped asteroid that is the habitat you're trying to get into. Uh, this room is covered in debris that kind of uh, is just drifting around uh, and lockers for spacesuits. Uh, and on the door that you jimmied open as you look back and as you drift in, you see um, more of that little covering of aqua clovers um kind of bristling about uh and Mm. you see a silvery pink moss uh growing on the electronic control panel next to the door the panel that you would you, you know the panel is there because there's this vague shape of it but you can't actually see the panel because it's covered in this pink moss um Mm. silver pink um yeah that seems to be growing out of the control panel uh it's also on the control panel for the big huge main doors that go back towards the habitat it's on the you see that it's the pink stuff is growing out of the light fixtures in this room um you see a um you see one of the doors to one of the lockers is half open. Uh, yeah, and there's a, a lot of small detritus floating around this room. A boot uh, kind of lightly taps uh, someone's head uh, and keeps <laughs> floating on by. Pink, uh, uh, pink moss. 
guess I'll just sort of look in that locker that's sort of hanging partway open. Sort of, yeah, just sort of, yeah, what's in here, sort of experimentally. I'll have my gun leveled and ready in case something jumps out. I'm, I'm not expecting... I'm not expecting a head crab to jump out at me. Just because you're not doesn't mean I'm not. So what are you? What are you going to check out first? Sorry, George. Uh, you mentioned a locker that was sort of hanging open uh, okay. while uh, while everyone else is looking at uh, other stuff. I was like, eh, all right, well, let's let's see what's in this locker that's hanging partway open. It's just curiosity gets the better of me. Okay, so you open the locker and you see an old spacesuit hanging there, but it's covered in these splotchy patches of the um, of the moss. Um, do, 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 do. I'm just going to open your character sheet so that I don't actually have to ask you questions about what skills you have all the time. Um, okay. So, let's see here. Can you make me a... Oh, it's arranged alphabetically. Interesting. Hmm. Can you make me? Can you? Can you make me? A. None of these skills are relevant. <laughs> <laughs> really trying, but nothing. Nothing there. I'm seeing. I'm seeing nothing. I'm seeing nothing that'll that'll do what I want. Um. Okay. So yeah, uh, you're looking at the uh, you're looking at this thing, and it's got these splotchy patches of the pink silvery stuff. Um, the pink silvery moss here looks more silver than pink. Huh. Um, I guess maybe it's faded to like a more pastel pink here. Um, but yeah, it's grown on the spacesuit. Um, do you touch the moss at all? Uh, I'll I'll extend a hand I out towards the moss, and then touch. I'll and then I'll think better <laughs> of it halfway there, remembering. Our Viking guide saying, don't touch anything. That, the octopus with a gun directly behind you. I mean, he didn't yeah. say don't touch anything. He said no rips, no tears, no taking off helmets. It's, well, hmm. I have survival as a motivation. Well, I, so, <laughs> And I'm, I'm seeing this weird fucking shit, so no. It, okay. as, I, as I stand there looking at it, it's just sort of, <laughs> arm half extended to it. It's like, wait, it's growing on a spacesuit. That's probably not a good sign. And I'll You're just wearing a spacesuit as well. Wait a minute, and I'll just sort of sit there with the gears turning, and else people with more relevant skills can take over from here. I, I am like, watching hmm. over his shoulder, so I don't know if that helps at all. Yeah, indeed. Um, what it, what are you doing, Dave? Uh, well, I guess oh, I'd be no. kind of looking at this uh, this moss on the button that we would probably need to hit to actually get into this building. Little uh, Robo. Yeah, I, it, I I can understand what you're saying. Uh, so we'll get through this get through this interaction. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, uh, I guess I might try to scrape it off with something. All right. I mean, you I believe you have a specimen jar, so you know. Yeah, I want to take a little a little piece of it. Yeah, a specimen container. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Um, let me see. Do you have a knife. You're also getting louder and quieter for some reason. Yeah, indeed. I don't know what's going on with it, and I am also trying to find a solution for this problem while I am also doing this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you pull out your knife and you scrape off a, the moss from the spacesuit or from something else? Uh, I'll do it from the button. We need to clean that off anyway. So. All right, so you scrape off a little bit of the moss from the button, um, and, it, and it cuts. Like, it cuts as if you were taking off moss. It's not frozen either, even though this room is basically... 
near zero Kelvin uh, temperature. Um, and so you scrape that off. Actually, would it be zero? It would probably be like minus 100, or rather 100 Kelvin. Um, anyway, whatever. You scrape off some of the moss into your little specimen jar and you seal it. Um, and uh, it seems to clump together in your specimen jar. So as you scrape it off, it's coming off as like a powder of, of like chives, basically. Like you've just, you know, you know, sprinkled uh. some chives into a new, new shaker. Um, but once it gets into the jar, it sort of all clumps to itself into a rough kind of spherical wad of silvery pink, uh, bits. Um, and then it sticks to the top of the specimen jar, the the jar, the the jar lid. So the specimen jar has a, a, a few small sensor probes built into it, um, so that you can study the thing inside of it without having to insert more probes. And this thing's basically just clumped to the part that all the probes are on. Hmm. So uh, it's it can at least feel things about its environment. Um, maybe plants direct themselves towards sunlight. True. True. Sometimes. And they grow in the direction of sunlight. So it likes something in here. Hmm. Why are we, we need to find the statue and get out of here. Why are we lingering on this plant? Make sure it doesn't uh, kill us. Oh, fine. All right. Well, uh, nice All right. They're a local, probably is, is too much to ask if there's a local mesh. Um, you can try. Do you have interfacing? You do not. You can roll it at cog, though. Okay. You can default. I mean, your cog is 30. Guys, specialized. He is, in fact. Holy crap, I did it. It's a 20. Nice. You mess around with some of your settings, and you change your... You change your mesh, which is your implanted computer stuff, for those that don't know. Um, you change your mesh's settings from omnidirectional to directional, and you sort of turn your head panning across the direction of the habitat, and you pick up a faint signal. Um, you try to connect, uh, but it's like trying to connect to a Wi-Fi hotspot that has one bar, right? So you connect, hmm. and it says connecting, it, then it says connected, then it says connection failed and then it says connecting again um so probably you're just on the edge of the range of some kind of mesh spot uh and if you get closer into the habitat you might be able to connect uh the name of the mesh hotspot is um hang on a minute i've got google open um the name of the do 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 is um, forest spelt with a zero, uh, plantation spelt in alternating between caps and no caps, uh, 227. All right. Um, uh, well, hey, I found a, I found a, I found a mesh signal uh, further in. Uh, let's go. Oh, you got to get this door open, right? Yes, but don't don't connect to anything here. I'm just taking uh, I'm just taking a look around. Don't know what's here. Look at this weird plant. Oh, normal. Uh, so you get to the door, 
um, to the large doors that uh, that you I assume you scrape the moss off the large doors, right? Off the large yeah. doors panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You, so you scrape that away and you try and press the buttons to open the door. And the first few tries, it doesn't do anything. It's not asking you for like a password code because like there's not security codes on these airlocks. They were built. Uh, they were built at a time that they didn't need them for these. Because, like, who the fuck was breaking into a random construction site in space? <laughs> um, so you press the open button a few times, and it doesn't work. And then, like, on the fifth try of pressing open, you know, like slamming the crosswalk button, um, it opens. <laughs> uh, but it opens real janky, like it's losing power halfway. So it opens and closes. It opens like a, an inch, then closes, then opens like almost the whole way, then slams shut, and then opens, and then like the power on it fails. Because again, this thing is 40 years past. It's used by date with no maintenance. Yeah. We're lucky oh. it opened it all. All right. Uh, so, yeah, what's this? Uh, is, is there lighting and power? In the interior here, is there a hiss when this uh, when this opens up? Or uh, yes, is there, there is a hiss of air balancing between this door, this long corridor down towards the habitat, uh, and your um, and your space station. With your space uh, with your space shuttle rather on the attached to that flimsy airlock, there is now a seal, uh, so the air isn't escaping to the vo- to the vacuum. It's just equalizing. Into this empty space, um, and does anybody want to test the air quality? How do you test the air? Qu- oh, you mean take your helmet off now? No, 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 no. Your spacesuits have sensitive <laughs> things like that to determine whether you know an environment is safe or whatever. Um, do any? Do either of our scientists have anything that would let them test air quality? Uh, chemistry, biochemistry, um, ecology. Hey, I've got uh, biochemistry. You got biochemistry? Make me a biochemistry roll. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> language skills. I rolled a six. Nice. Um, this is an oxygen-deficient environment. You're getting um, a lot of more... It, it's, not the, it's not the air in, uh, the air environment of Earth. Uh but it's also not the air envir- the atmosphere environment of a station. Normally, a station is like um, twenty one to twenty two percent oxygen, and then they just fill the rest in with nitrogen because none of the other air components are really needed for humanity to survive. So they don't bother adding in the argon and the carbon and the trace amounts of sulfur and all that stuff. Um, They'll add in, like, maybe they'll add in some flavor components to make the air smell nice and not taste stale, but they don't add in a shit ton of extra stuff. Whereas you're looking at this and it's, um, yeah, you're seeing uh, 18% oxygen. Okay. Uh, and a and not a huge and and a, and a pretty small f- for your mind um, amount of nitrogen. So like, there's twenty one percent oxygen on Earth normally, and then like seventy eight nitrogen. This thing has like sixty percent nitrogen. Um, you're seeing around one percent. Co- 
carbon dioxide, which is insanely high. Uh, and then you're seeing a huge amount of argon, like uh, 10%, um, ah. which is weird. There's less than a percent argon in, Earth at, in Earth's normal atmosphere. Um, you're also seeing a lot of methane. Um, pretty much the, the balance of the rest of the uh, elements are made up by neon, helium, and methane, but in much larger amounts than you would ever see on Earth. But the 1% of carbon dioxide is, is a bit worrying. Yeah, that's... Huh. All right. Well, definitely don't want to take off them space helmets. All I know is I can't breathe this. I can't swim in it. Well, you can fucking almost swim in it. It's very thick. I can still kill in it, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a gun every time you talk. Have you seen how short my skill list is? <laughs> All right. Um, Where are we going? There's only really one uh, way to go. Towards so the mesh uh, signal. Right. Quick question for you. Um, mm-hmm. How's the, the plants in this area? Are they still... So you only really see that pink moss growing on light fixtures, <clears throat> but nothing really else. Um, okay. It's growing on it's growing on the lights. There should be you see emergency lights and standard lights running down this corridor that you're drifting through, and everywhere where there are meant to be lights, there's just this pink, silvery moss growing there. Huh. All right. Uh, as you drift down the corridor. Um, you come to another door. Uh, this one doesn't, the panel opens easily. Um, and now you're standing in kind of this, what was once you're sure a warehouse or factory, an incredibly cramped warehouse or factory. Um, and it's just filled with all these, what you would consider antique mining tools and construction tools. You see the ones that have tethered power sources, um, one of them runs on like hydraulics, but like you have to connect it to an external air thing to get it mm-hmm. to work. Um, there's a there's a mining laser in here, um, and there is one uh, there's a one mining laser near one of the doors that is uh, open. Uh, it looks like it's slammed shut on something, and then now that something is gone. Um, and that it's like rusted in, uh, well, not rusted, but like w- void worn into this open position now. Uh, and there's a mining laser there on the ground, uh, and it's bored a hole deep into the wall of the of the where of this warehouse right next to you. Uh, and clearly, it's run out of power, so it's just been left here on the ground running, and it's just cut a hole into the wall. Um, can I roll? Rattle's oh. not a skill. So. <clears throat> what are you trying to do? I, I'm trying to figure out how to work that into, like, observational knowledge of being investigation. a killer. Investigation. It would be investigation. Yeah, I don't have that. I have, like, 12 skills. <laughs> uh, I've, I've got a pretty good investigation, as it turns out. Good. I would hope the scientist would have investigation. Uh, I've also got it as well, if you want an assist on it. 
I believe I read something in the rules. You get like an extra ten or something for that. You add plus ten when you help someone else. As long as you can come up with like a way that you're actually helping for an investigation, it's pretty easy. We're all looking at the thing. Yeah. Oh. Never mind. Never mind, uh, Dave. You do it. I'll help. That, all right. That works. That'll work out better. I've only got a. I've only got a thirty-five. You've got it higher than me, as it turns out. I was reading the wrong thing. Cool. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah. Yeah, you help me. So he aids you. That gets you to plus 10. That means you need to get under 45. All right. And that is a 38. A 38. Brilliant. So, um, what happened is somebody tripped in this doorway and was had, their, had the door crush them yeah. and then... Mining laser was left on, and it bored a hole in this building, but their body is no longer here. Dave, you have to unmute. That's that's troubling. Click on your name. Yeah, David, you muted yourself. Well, no, I tried. I, I used to be able to mute and unmute people, but I can't do it. I was trying to see if that would fix the... Oh, uh, no. I have the control studio, so I can mute him as well. Dave, can you talk quickly? Certainly. Brilliant. So he's unmuted. I am going to make a thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, like a second. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, cool. So, um, yeah, somebody somebody clearly died, dropped their mining laser. Their body is no longer here, um, and their laser kept running until it, you know, ran out of power. So you're saying uh, he died. Someone moved Someone him. died here in huh. this walkway. Their body is no longer here. There's no sign of their body. It's not like it decayed away in the void of space. Um, all that is here is the mining laser that ran out of power. Huh. And it is look dead, like dead. There is no residual power on it at all. Does it look like he was trying to mining laser through the door to get out? Or what, what, no, what looks well, burned? Well, he f the, because of the way the laser is positioned, you assume he was coming from the other side of that door into this room, and the door shut huh. on them, perhaps, um, just because of the way the laser is. Weird. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's positioned as if someone tripped forward into the room and dropped their we their weapon, their makeshift weapon. That's the door we have to go through. No, it is. It's in fact not the door you have to go through. That oh, okay. is the door that leads to the sub-surface service uh, corridor. So that runs under the very surface of the um, the asteroid habitat, um, and is for getting to like service stations and things like that. Surface stations, so like the solar panel arrays that are there for the extra power uh, and things like that. Uh, the corridor that you want to go through is in the middle of this room and leads directly towards the center of the habitat. It's basically the, the central spa corridor. Uh, and you see that yeah. there are signs on the walls written in Mandarin and stuff like that. Oh, well, those I can translate. Uh, so, yeah, let me... You don't need to uh, roll. So... You can just look at them. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm happy to it. Yeah. So they say... Um, this one says subsurface east, um, and there's one across the room on the other side of the warehouse that says subsurface west, and then there's one in the middle of the room that says um, uh, habitat, uh, and then, like, written in uh, paint underneath, um, like, somebody needed to amend the sign. Uh, it says uh, Kutong Village. Hmm. Sign say. Uh, this says 
Uh, all of those are standard. Uh, this one here that someone wrote over says Hutong Village. The general direction we want to go, is it not? Yeah, it should be. Stands out to me more than the others. Uh, let's take a look. Sounds good to me. All right. So you guys are going to head down the... Fuck, what do you call it? Corridor. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you call it? <laughs> yeah, down here, we just... Uh, we don't have corridors. We just, you know, you just fucking walk. <laughs> we just call them walkers. You know, you walk down them. They're for walking in. They're walkabouts. <laughs> Not walkabouts. Walkabout is a different thing. Anyway. God, that's an actual thing. Yeah. You step on uh, into the corridor, uh, and you've got kind of grip boots on, so they use a similar thing to gecko hand prints to adhere to surfaces. Um, and the section of the habitat you're in looks like it was all hand cut with, like, old mining lasers and, like, fucking, like... Um, jackhammers and shit. Um, they haven't even sprayed like a smoothing compound or something onto this. It's just like hand-worn hand stone in a pretty perfect square for like hand-worn though. It's like when it's like when you see like a, a recently made uh, stone brick, right? It's impressive. Okay. It is precise, but it is still made by hand and you can tell, tell as such. Um, okay. And as you step into this corridor, you notice that it's pretty barren. There, There's no lights or anything strung up here. There's no signs. Um, there's corridors coming off of this. Because this is a square corridor, basically. And on each surface, there is a, another square corridor coming off um, perpendicular to this corridor. Um, which is, you know, a thing. Um, and down them, you can see that there are other smaller spaces cut into these walls uh, to make, like, living quarters. But no one's... There's nothing... They're not furbished. They're not even... They don't have plumbing hooked up. They don't have lights strung up in them, like even work lights. It's like they started a building project down this end and then immediately stopped because of something. Um, but this would have this is would this is all like 50, 60 year old construction that you're looking at. Uh, so it's not like whatever they were building here had anything to do with the quarantine of this station. But it's still weird. <laughs> Maybe we'll luck out and that the only quarantine is the possibly dangerous moss species. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there is a speaking large corridor that heads towards the center of the habitat ahead of you. Now, speaking of that moss, still similar to what it was before at this point? Yeah, it's still doing the same thing in that um, in that jar, but you don't see any of it in the environment that you're in because there's no lights or anything. Right. Okay. Uh, by the way, listeners, we're just going to push through Dave's weird glitchy microphone because it's going to be too annoying for him <sighs> to keep refreshing. It's not bad. Let me refresh it. All right. <laughs> but it's basically he gets through like one sentence, right? <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then it seems to cut out. Yeah, so I don't really know what's causing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what he what could be changing between the two times. Yeah, exactly. I I I, I will have to investigate later um, and see if I can find a, another solution. But uh, anyway, um, so we we pray to our God level later um, to resolve this issue in in the future. Um, we float down. Uh, 
this corridor or walk down, depending on how you're doing. I'm sure the octopus is having fun in zero G. Oh yeah. It's like being it's like being at home in the series, except I'm just colder. Swimming. Um, yeah, and after a while, the shape of the corridor changes, and you see some lights have been strung up. Uh, you actually you actually pass kind of um, there's like ribbons of old construction tape floating in this section, uh, and the square corridor becomes octagonal. Actually, comes hexagonal. So octagonal would be too many surfaces. Um, yeah, it becomes uh, hexagonal, um, and the the like ribbons of cloth of uh, construction tape, like warning tape um, that you drift past, and then like a, a sign, kind of dangling in the air. Um, does anyone read the sign? Am uh, I able to read it? Uh, yes, because your muse would have a store of Mandarin. But uh, it will take you a, like you sort of look at it for a second and you don't recognize it, and then your muse like kind of wipes your muse being your personal data assistant for those that don't know. Uh, your muse kind of wipes away the 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 words there, and they get replaced with words you can comprehend. Okay, um, um, my muse for just for everybody's known is a um, mantis shrimp. So when you see it, it looks like a mantis shrimp. There is a stray Irish wolfhound running around my street, and he looks so excited to be out. <laughs> He's just bounding around, sniffing everybody's garbage cans. <laughs> He's excited bike. Anyway, um, the sign reads, uh, Do not enter old uh, Jamu. Uh, construction site dangerous. Uh, access forbidden. Huh. Well, oh, we all right. They're working on this. Which way do we need to head? Uh, let's see. My rough estimation of um, uh, not quite a map, what would be the way towards the center of the habitat from here? Straight. Straight it is. Mm. I point um, yonder. A couple of the strung up lights, uh, you see um, on one of them is some of that pink moss and there's no light coming out of it. And then on the others, they're lit up in kind of a a soft sulfurous hue. Um, and you see, um, as you drift deeper into this hexagonal corridor, you see something like um, shifting near the lights. Like there's something like scattering around them. It might be little motes of, motes of dust or it could be something else, but you'd have to go take a squiz at the lights to f- work out what you're seeing out of the corner of your eye. And that's if you're curious enough to even bother. Well, if that's not in the direction we're going, I'm not going to worry about it too much. I will keep an eye on it while we're moving. I, since I, I, can, I have 360-degree vision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you're drifting down uh, this corridor, and there's, there's, you know, now there's six corridors coming off of it at, at intervals of, like, five to ten meters. Um, and there's signs saying, like, um, you know, Rose Avenue... Uh, and things like that. Actually, would they even say Avenue? They might just say... They'd probably just say, like, Rose. They wouldn't even name it as a type of street. Yeah. I I don't know. So you just see, like, signs saying Rose and then, like, numbers next to it to indicate how many homes are on this section. Um, And then you pass one of them, and for a second, you're all like, none none of you think internally that what you saw was right. It was probably a trick of the light. 
Uh, so who who second guesses themselves enough to ignore what they saw, and who doesn't? Um, I don't. I have survival instincts, so. <laughs> Uh, you trust your instincts. You you would you'd, you'd know what you saw. Does anyone else ignore what? Try to ignore what they saw is too ludicrous to be true. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna choose to ignore cool. because I'm silly. Dave, do you ignore what you saw? You know, I don't want to. I I want to I want to make sure what I saw was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fine. So the the other researcher just like k- keeps drifting by, but then the octopus kind of scrambles back towards the door, and the tit- I... Titan Explorer walks back to it. Down that corridor is a lush garden of strange-looking plants. Um, as I started walking back, I'll reach out one of my other set, you know, six limbs to grab the uh, the crow and drag him back with me. You grab the other research, you're like, hang on a second. <laughs> what the? Yeah, you, of course you would ignore this. There wouldn't be a bio. Like, it's like it's like walking through the desert and seeing and suddenly being in the Amazon, right? Yeah, yeah it's, that's, I'm obviously not seeing that. That's a trick of the light or... <laughs> or yeah, that's just, that was just shadows playing with you, but now the three of you are standing at the mouth of this corridor and there's... Yeah, there's. You see these strange, like ribbony lines in the corners of uh, one of the the sections of the corridor. So you know how it's in that hexagon shape, basically crossing over where one of the corners of it of it would be between one side of the hexagon and another um, adjacent. So right next to its side is like these five thick like jungle vines but they're taut like guitar strings and they seem to be slightly vibrating so that when you look at them it's like they're hazy uh you see this carpet uh extending in front of you except it's not a carpet it's like this thick grass like uh like um like a shag carpet or uh or one of those one of those mop-covered shepherd's dogs that I can never remember the name of. Uli. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of... Uh, when you first look at it, it's kind of this black color, and then you see it, like, flicker, and now it's, like, a gray stone, and then it kind of flickers again, and now it's the co- the grasses that you're standing on is the color of your... or standing near is the color of your boots... Uh, and then it flickers again, and it's like this mirrored surface, like your like your spacesuit's visors. Uh, yeah, I don't like this stuff. The grass <laughs> seems to be mimicking colors near it. Uh, you see a um, uh. reindeer-headed cat down the distance, uh, staring at you from behind some trees-looking things, like kind of if a cactus and a pine tree were kind of fused. Um, you see, uh, you see a little swarm of like praying mantis Hercules beetle things scurry up the side, um, of this thick kind of ivory mat on one of the walls. Um, uh, wait, did you see a cat before? Um, let's see. Heightened instinct. 
heightened instinct. Yes. This provides marked advantage when dealing with confusing or tense situations as the character's subconscious drives their actions and responses faster than their conscious decision-making. The character receives a plus one bonus to initiative and ignores up to uh, a negative ten of any modifiers for distraction when making skill tests. You guys all notice that the octopus has drawn weapons and is aiming them down corridor because... Double O, you know a predator when you see one. You are a predator, and that is a predator. But it's not one like you. Uh, You're an ambush predator. You're a solo kind of man, or woman, or thing, or octopus-relevant gender role. Um, (laughs) That thing, you recognize a shark when you see a shark. You recognize a dolphin when you see a dolphin. That thing is a pack hunter, like a dolphin. All right. Where is there the is one, there must be others. Uh, and the and the you other two, you you see what she what uh, what Double O's aiming at, just behind this kind of cactusy pine needly tree thing that is kind of slightly fluctuating with blue bioluminescence, is this cat. It's got uh, thick. Um, kind of snow leopard thick fur. It's about the it's a it's about the size of a cheetah, maybe a little bit smaller. Um, and it has no eyes or ears. On top of its head, right where its eyes would start, is this silvered chrome dome, and extending out of it are these fractal reindeer antlers that are directed towards you like antennae. Uh, And you see the little antlers slightly twitching and bristling in the moderate breeze inside this habitat um, as it looks at you from down the way. So if it's all right, Mm -hmm. I'm going to take two legs to walk, two legs to grab these two, and two legs to keep an aim on the cat and back up. (laughs) <laughs> You're backing up. Do you, does anyone say anything as they're being pulled back out of this savannah? It's like, hey, what the? What Shut the? up. Uh, and then you hear um, from all around you, what? Repeating over and over again. And then you see in front of that cat's face, you see its mouth open slightly and then a massive AR projection of a red and white toothy grin uh like the horror version of the cheshire cat uh (laughs) this huge mouth extends in the negative space between you guys uh that looks both right in front of its face and right in front of your eyes at the same time this mouth that's just grinning with needle point teeth uh, and then you see its antlers start to like collapse in on themselves into these sharp, curving scimitar spears arching backwards on its head like an oryx's antlers or horns. Are they horns on an oryx? I think they're horns, technically. I think they're horns, yeah. Um, and it like takes one step towards you and then another. When you shoot <laughs> at it. Uh, all right, so I... <laughs> The rocket launcher, go. The rocket launcher has <laughs> sabotage nano machines loaded into it, I believe. Which, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that'll work on plants. Well, it's a, I'm aiming at the cat thing, so well, I, I mean, sh- surely you didn't leave the sabotage things in there when so we were going the, into uh, the sequ- well, I have several, I have several weapons. It okay, just happens yeah. to be this was the one that's not 
that's being held in these two arms at the moment. Well, okay. I'm using other arms. Look, so I'm, willing, see- I'm willing to believe that one of that you had a weapon that could actually hurt something in your hands. Yeah. I'm okay um, with that. Because you didn't say that you were aiming the Seeker weapon specifically. You said you were aiming a gun down the hallway. Yeah, so the sniper rail rifle then would have been the right make one. That's my primary weapon. That's a good weapon for hunting cats in space habitats. <laughs> so it's got 200 rounds of AP. Oh, good. Um, good smart it, link. The AP, does it have the stats for the gun there? Because I would assume that they've all, if it comes with AP, it's already factored in. Uh, it doesn't list the stats. Really? That's a dumb thing. Thankfully, we have Chuck's Eclipse Phase Wiki open. You should all use Chuck's Eclipse Phase Wiki because it has most of the stats for Eclipse Phase things you need. For example, if I type in weapons and hit enter and my internet works, (laughs) it'll take us to the list of all the Eclipse Phase weapons. And then I can go to railguns. So I'm just going to copy down the damage for this. Um... The sniper rifle is minus 15 armor penetration for railgun, which, oh boy, it is 2d10 plus 12 damage. (laughs) Um, It has, how many shots does it have? Um, 12, which is interesting that it's the same as the amount of damage it does. And then we need to scroll down to armor penetrating ammo because that's going to change the statistics sum. So, a further minus 15 to a, a minus 5 rather to armor penetration which makes it minus 20. Holy shit, I don't know of any Eclipse Face character that has 20 armor. Um and then the damage modifier is it reduces the damage by two. So it makes it uh, 1d10 plus 10, which is still pretty fucking good. 2d, 2d10 plus 10. Yeah, so you have 2d10 plus 10, and it has an armor penetration of 20. So make me your kinetic weapons roll. You get a, there's no penalties, and you get a plus 10 because you have smart link. Okay. Do I also count as having had time to aim? Um, you, you can take a... Uh, I'm going to say you can't take a quick aim because you're pulling the boys back. Okay. So, let me see. You're sort of firing from the hip, but thankfully Smart Link <laughs> means that that's not a bad thing. And this is where I roll for kinetic weapons, correct? Yes, you'll use kinetic weapons for that roll. Roll, shoot from the... I rolled an 18. Octopus hit hip. Sweet. Let's see what my fray gets me. You rolled an 18? Yes. So... You see your shot. Actually, before I describe, do you want to spend any moxie? I want to upgrade example, it. For example, you could upgrade it to a critical. Yeah, I'll upgrade it to a critical. All right. So. Not going to be a cat left. You, uh, I rolled a 54 on my fray. My fray is 60. So I succeed and I beat your number. This is how, this is how opposed skill rolls work. We both roll... And you want to be the highest without going over your skill rating. But you also need to beat what the other person rolled. Hence why, I, before I started describing, I asked you whether you wanted to spend uh, moxie because I didn't want my description to color mm-hmm. what you did with your moxie any. Uh, however, because it's a critical, so you missed. However. No, I didn't miss. You, Wait. No, no, no. He beat oh, okay. your score and still succeeded, right? which means that I won the contest. Okay. No, wait! It's a ranged attack, okay? so it's Frey at half, so I actually lost the contest. 
because it's oh, fray whoops. at half. Because for ranged attacks, it's always fray at half. So I actually did fail, and you succeeded. And I upgraded it to a crit. Yes, because his skill would have been 30. Um, so, in which case, your shot, uh, you see the cat kind of duck, and for a split second, you're like, oh man, I must have missed. And then it launches itself back up and lifts its legs. And you can tell that it was going into like a torpedo launch itself down the hallway maneuver, but that works against it as your sniper bullet just, uh, you hear the supersonic crack um, and the the harpsichord vines in the corner like fluctuate and buzz and you guys hear this like screeching sound coming from them as your loud thunderous crack of a bullet just spores straight down through the middle of that cat and it explodes into a cloud of red mist um and then you see like a puff of light as your uh, bullet impacts at the far end of the corridor into the stone. Um, and then you all hear this howling electronic cat scream that uh, it reminds you of when somebody shouts into their microphone and it's so loud that the microphone doesn't quite work properly. Um and it's just this choir of cat screams emanating from inside your head um, as you're pulled back into the hallway. What, what do you guys do? Um, uh, so you can. So we're hearing that on our meshes. Probably. Okay, I'm gonna. I would say that the octop that that double O recognizes it's on the mesh. The other two might not yet, but I'm giving it to you because you have that heightened instincts thing. I, I cut out my mesh and I verbally tell the other two to turn theirs off. You turn your mesh off, rather. Um, I need you to make me a infosec check, please, um, Jen. Yep. I rolled an eighty-five. That is. You turned not... your mesh off. Okay. All right. Uh, I I guess uh, I guess I'll turn my mesh off as well. Would you like the uh, the infosec check uh, again? Yes. Okay. Uh, and then, Dave, you'll need to roll this too. You may not have infosec. Um, I don't believe I do. It is a. I'm pretty sure it's a trained skill. So if you don't have it, you can't default. Uh, nope, don't have it. Never mind. So you can't roll. In which case, you turn <laughs> off your info. You turn off your uh, mute mesh inserts. Okay, so we should be good. Uh, and I'm looking at the Titan Explorer <laughs> now. You don't have infosec. Neither one of them do. Neither one of them have infosec. So you turn off your mesh inserts. Um, which means your muses are off as well. Ah, oh, jeez. Um, um, yes. So, yeah, now it's just, a uh, holy crap, what, what the hell were those? Whatever it was, there's more. Um, uh, We should move. We're being hunted. All right. For, uh, your mesh inserts are off, so now you have to just tr try and remember which way you needed to go? Uh, wait, wait, maybe I've got this. I think I've got, uh, oh, no, wait, I've got... Thigh slights, I've got pattern recognition, if that means anything. Ooh, pattern recognition means that you get, like, bonuses to deciphering anything to do with, like, patterns, which is probably why you have so many linguistic skills, because languages are patterns. Okay, so I guess not then. Um, um, you could use that to, if you had more um, data, you could use it to deduce how they were hunting you, for example. Okay. Because hunting is going to have a pattern. Okay, I'm going to keep that in my back pocket then. But you don't have so, enough. Yeah, you don't have enough yet. Could I try on Contract Killer to figure out how they might be hunting us? Yes, 
I will let you. I would also allow... Does anyone have a zoology skill? Not this character. I, I do, as a matter oh, of wow. fact. He, in fact, does. I, I have uh, astrozoology. That is the perfect skill for this situation. These things live in space. They do. They do. So let me roll that. I'm going to get a lesson of 55, and I fail. <laughs> 72. 72. Well, at least it's not a critical failure. Uh, you don't fucking know that what these things are. <laughs> uh, I barely got it. I got 54 out of 60. Contract right. killer. Cool. With contract killer, um, there are... There is a corridor behind you, there's a corridor above you, there's a corridor below you, uh, and there's corridors, well, really, there's two corridors uh, behind you, really, um, and the two corridors in front of you, because it's a hexagon shape. But the important part is, you are, at this very instant, surrounded on all sides by corridors, if you include the corridor you are now standing in, which is the main corridor you were on before. <laughs> That's what you get with Contract Killer, because I feel like Jen can take it from there. Okay. Well, let's keep going down the one that we needed to go to and get a side route and get out of here. We need to at least get around a corner and get away from the main open areas like this. If there's any vent ducts, well, you guys can't squish. I can squish. So you guys um, are trying to move quickly through this habitat? That's going to be a free fall check from everyone. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a Guardian Angel. Bot. Uh, Guardian uh, Angel, I believe, is a robot that watches, literally watches your back and tells you when things are like sneaking up on you. Let me just check if I have that <laughs> open still. Yes, here we go. G G G G will be before R S and R and R and R and M and X. Guardian Angel. Similar to Nats, Guardian Angel rotorcraft hover around their charges, keeping a watchful eye out to protect them from threats. So a gnat is like the size of a fly. Actually, uh, are okay. they the size of a fly? But they're basically gnats and guardian angels. So a gnat, it mentions in here, is used by personal life loggers. So like when you want to get an extra camera angle into your XP recording, you'll okay. have that. So a guardian angel is basically a quadcopter, right? It's like, okay. a, like a DJI. Hey, fair enough. So keep an eye on me. I'm happy for that. Uh, uh, and you've also got the saucer bot, which is also keeping an eye on you. What's oh a God. covert ops tool? Covert Ops tool is basically it's not, it's not in Transhuman. It's in the core book. It's it's um, a small toolkit that contains everything you would need for uh, covertly breaking and entering. Oh, okay, that's right. Um, all of the uh, like all of the like physical access tools. So like you know digital lock picks and things like that. It doesn't include like the specialty tools that you use to erase your presence. Um, because those are specialty specialty tools, but it's like all the offhand, like you know, it's basically thieves' tools, right? If we we're playing D and D. Okay, um, I do not have um, free fall or free running. Oh wow! I, I don't. Have, I don't I have, have free fall. I have climbing and I have swimming. <laughs> I mean, I have free fall. If anyone can justify, so for I, I have an idea of how you guys could justify climbing. Um, if you send your Titan Explorer forward, he has a spindle climber and a spool. Uh, so he could extend a line behind him as he free falls and you guys could climb that or attach to it. And he could basically haul you through the space. 
Uh, I'll give that a shot, sure. All right, yeah. so then I want climbing checks from you two, and David, you need to make me a free fall check. All right, I made that, and that is 27 out of 55. Nice. 45. 45. Cool. Holy crap, I made it. I rolled a 15. Oh, nice. <laughs> I rolled out a 97. So, George, is getting... George, uh, can George I grab him? Well, um, you can make me a unarmed check to grab him because that's grappling. <laughs> okay. Sixty-fifty. Sorry. All right. So I'll just I'll narrate this scene for you guys. Um, you shut off your mesh inserts. Apparently. Um, <laughs> then you look down the corridor, realize you're probably surrounded, and see lights. Swarms, uh, swarms of lights in pairs um, on the eyeless monsters um, looking at you from all those dark corridors. And then you see, um, you see uh, your Swedish explorer friend say something, talking to himself clearly in his spacesuit. You can see his lips moving, but you can't hear him because all your comms are off. Uh, and then he, like, pulls out a line behind him and sh- shoots off down the corridor. The octopus grabs the line uh, and starts to get pulled along, uh, but the researcher is still making the, the, the body language of, I don't understand what the fuck you guys are talking about. Uh, and just as you realize what they're doing, uh, you... Ha- uh, go to swipe the rope, miss it, and then the octopus goes to grab you with its tentacle, but is yanked too far past, and you just feel this sick, this sticky tentacle slide over your palm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, like, the tentacle curls in on itself as it as uh, as Double O tries to grab your hand, uh, and now you're standing at the uh, at the mouth adequately. Of uh, adequate term of six corridors, full of ghostly eyes. What do you do? Uh, mad jump to try to follow. It's it's probably not going to work out. But all right, so you're just going to push off down the corridor. Yeah, I'm going to try and follow as best I can with my lack Som- of. Uh, give me a somatics times two. Actually, give me a coordination times two. Okay, oh, good. So, uh, I'm going to time your push. More than you've got to use force. Okay. Come in. Nope. That was a 56. You don't have Out any of... moxie? Yeah, do you have uh, uh, Coordination times two is a 20. Uh, so let's wow, your coordination got... is 10. Jeez. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I've, That's fair. That's so my creative thumbs. I'm going to could... try moxie and reroll. Just yeah, you're going to go like... for a reroll? Maybe you'll... I... I feel like it would be a good idea in this case. Maybe you'll roll a 70, uh, 71 or a 91, and then you can use another boxy to flip it. I think I've got the one. Let's see. <laughs> Shit. 49. Okay. Well, yeah. You can't flip no. that into anything <laughs> useful. No, I really can't. Oh, well. All right. So uh, you push right, off, good. and um, you see... Um, you you. Well, there's air in here, right? So you kind of hear this far off in the distance scratching and pounding sound. Um, Like uh, you've put your head underwater uh, and someone's banging on on the bathtub that you're in, right? Um, And like scrabbling at it with claws. 
Uh, and then behind you, as you're drifting down the this hallway, painfully slow. Like you, you felt like you launched yourself with a lot of speed, but now that you're in the moment, it feels too slow. Uh, you see like claws and antlers extend up out of all of the mouths of these corridors, and then there's about six cats standing there, eyeless, with eyes hovering in front of their face. They're like surrounded by swarms of deep red eyes on black background. Uh, the space around you gets darker. Are we completely s- gone? Uh, no, you're down. You're you're about uh, um, fifty meters in front. So you can, if you look back, you can. Well, you've got three sixty degree vision, so you can see all these things coming out. So you can see what I'm describing. But I'm going to target my description towards George, uh, George for horror reasons. All right. But assume the rest uh, of you can see this. Should, is, should I make a roll of some kind for? I'm getting like, to it. Okay. It's already <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. Just. You know what? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna chuck the dazzler down the hallway because I don't know if it's gonna work on them, but they seem weird. Mm, and fair. and um, see if that distracts them at least. All right. So a dazzler, for those that are not familiar, shoots out infrared lasers that crazes the lens of any camera in the area. Um, actually, does it craze them? I think that might be the other version. Uh, anyway, the Dazzler um, shoots IR light into um, camera lenses um, and makes them uh, makes them so that they basically just see Michael Bay lens flare, um, <laughs> and that's it um, for the whole thing. So it's uh, for, the, for as long as the Dazzler's working. Um, so it just renders cameras inoperable. It's worth noting that the sensor that the eyes on synthmorphs use camera lenses, so it works on synthmorphs as well. It also works on your robots that you've got watching you, which are now blinded. Um, what it doesn't work on, it would seem, are these things that creep towards you, George, and you see these like stick figure drawings of like cartoon um, cats with massive mouths chomping a stick figure man. They're just eating him and they're like, and then you see images of him being torn apart. Uh, you see one where they're like grab him by the leg and throw him to another. And then the other one catches his head in its mouth and then throws it to another. Make me a willpower times two check. Yeah, I think I was, we're getting there. I was kind of hoping the tiny lasers <laughs> might get the cat side of them. All right, maybe. Yes, I understand. Oh, the dice are not on my side tonight. That is a 76. You need to roll some other dice. All right, let me roll your stress. Yeah, that's Um, pretty good. You take six. So um, now we'll talk about trauma threshold. Um, What is your trauma threshold for your character? That might be marked as TT on your sheet. Uh, And in fact, eight. Eight. So that's good. This is a six, so you're not going to be taking a trauma. You are, however, going to be taking six lucidity damage. Um, so you mark that under stress taken. Um, if this character sheet was editable, you'd mark it under stress taken. Um, I get it. Your, your lucidity is your mental health stat. When you reach, um, when you reach your lucidity rating, your character is out of the scene. When you reach your insanity rating, your character cannot be played again. 
uh, without restoring from a older backup. Uh, so, like, it's possible to come back in the same game from Lucidity, but uh, when you hit that uh, insanity rating, it's like, sorry, you're out of the rest of the scenario. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, and wounds and stress, uh, wounds and traumas are cracks in your mental armor. So, like, a, uh, for a trauma, for a wound, it's like my arm is broken or. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm blinded by the grenade or whatever. So wounds are physical damage, and then your traumas are mental handicaps that you acquire for from being from you know watching cats taunt you with your own death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that could be like PTSD. Doesn't so, like cats anymore. Dave, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Dave, you got anything? Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to get George out of there with the items that I have. I don't really see much. It's although I guess itself. That's awesome. Uh, what I might be able to do, though, is shoot the uh, the spindle climber back in his direction because it can shoot up to 50 meters embedding itself in something. Okay. So yeah. I figure if we're that far away, I can send it to him, try to get myself in a position where I can take the force that, you know it would put against me to pull him this way. Yeah, I think get you him might out of there. To, I think you might need to quote unquote land and anchor yourself to a surface. But uh, if you stop moving down the corridor, I will let you I will, I have no problem with you doing that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to try to try to rescue him out of there. Do you need rolls for anything at the moment for um, uh, for doing that or I think you're going to need to make me a kinetic weapons roll to get that weapon line in an area of George without hitting George. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I will attempt to do that. You're going to say something, oh, well, Jim? Yeah. Once once he's set up, I'm also going to start trying to pick off some of the cats with the sniper rifle. Cool. So roll All me that right. kinetic weapons roll. That is a 62. I do not make it. All right. Well, so you didn't actually. You didn't critically fail. Uh, you could spend a moxie to flip it if you wanted. So then it becomes. I was just going to say. I like that idea. I, I want to save George, so I shall flip that. Oh, wow. George, you're not wrong. This character does only have one moxie. You might want to yeah. indulge whatever the fuck your motivations are, man. Uh, my motivation is non-violence. You so... do have risk as well. <laughs> yeah. And knowledge. I, I would give you a moxie back if you, um, you know, were like, wait, wait, I think I might be able to learn something from the cats. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm great at language stuff. I if think I can take, communicate with them. Look, it's take a great opportunity to try and learn from the cats, then I would I'd give you a moxie. You're gonna sure. learn how much their bites hurt. <laughs> That's true. That's valuable um, information. Whatever one really he cool. leans down to talk to is the one I'm gonna shoot. Brilliant. So <laughs> spindle so order of events are gonna be spindle climber, George's communications thing than Jen's sniper rifle thing. So, Spindle Climber embeds into the stone uh, next to you, George. Uh, and then, what do you do? Alright, I am. The cats are like winding up, and they're kind of like shifting from one leg to the other, and they're really low to the ground. Um, the way their arms are positioned uh, almost looks like uh, the way our, the arms of a crocodile would be positioned if it was about to like sword, start sauntering up a beach. 
Um, it is a very <laughs> unnatural sorry. pose for a cat to be in. Okay. Um, At least my right. experiences with a cat, their elbows don't normally go that way. I'm, I'm just amused at the image of a sauntering crocodile. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So. You he, guys don't uh, think crocodiles are sexy? <laughs> so xenolinguistics. What? Well, that makes sense at all here. Okay, so <laughs> I got that out the wazoo. The problem in 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 attempting to learn languages and and to decipher languages and teach other things languages, they take time. Um, and okay. you, in order for it to be done with in any kind of reasonable time frame, as in within twelve months, there has okay. to be any kind of common ground between the thing and you. So, okay. like, gotcha. humans what? can learn other human languages because there's a lot of shared experience in being human. You and alien space cats probably don't have a shit ton. So you're not really going to be able to talk to them, but you might be able to get a point across, maybe. Okay. A very simple point is um, what you're aiming for. Okay. Uh, xenolinguistics, very simple point. Uh, what have I got? Uh, I could see don't eat me. I could see, hey, what's that over there? But I don't see that going very well. Um, uh, okay, actually, okay, so plan, plan B. What if I use the uh, size slide and I just empathic scan or thought browse one of them? Do you have those size slides? You do. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got Psy Gamma um... and... Thought browse and empathic scan. I wonder if he's got the size lights on this wiki. Let's see. So that'd make oh, my no, life a shit ton easier. Um, Let's see. Type in Psy and see what I get. Psy Assault. Sense control. Spoilers. Playing asyncs. He's got Psy Assault on here, which I would assume would link to um, my abilities. If the page will load. Psy Assault is a skill, apparently doesn't sound right. Okay, so I've got Empathic Scan, which enables the async to sense the target's base emotions, mm -hmm. and then and then get a bonus on uh, certain social tests. I don't know if you need that, do you? <laughs> I don't think I need that right now. Um, so <laughs> browse, browse thoughts, perhaps? Um, yeah. Maybe that would be more useful? Yeah, go for it. Browse their thoughts. That sound, I'm sure there's a, a skill you need to roll for that. Uh, yeah, let's see here. If it has a skill link to it, the size slight should mention it. Um, maybe slight. Thought browse. There we go. Thought thought browse. And this is because I want to. This is because I want to learn. I must know what they're thinking. Oh no, I'm on I'm, the I'm on the ball. Okay, I'm I'm putting myself in serious risk for that goddamn monster. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> All right. Is fuck. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I'm going to try and flip this a little bit. So it says, read this, scans the target, and get surface thoughts for certain keywords. I don't have keywords. Could I use key images? Key image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay. So, yeah. Because, uh, oh, no. Like sound or uh, image shows my async. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would, um, it's, it's whatever the language teaches us to th think in language. It thinks it teaches us to compose our thoughts in a way that they can be communicated to others, um, because of the fact that language has been inscribed onto our mind. Right. So, if you don't have language, 
how do you communicate? These things seem to communicate through the sharing of images because they just filled your um, yeah. filled your AR with sketches. So I think that is perfectly reasonable that you would get images, okay. not words. Okay. So this is a complex action, and its range is touch. So I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm You're going to try and pet the kitty. I'm going to try and Do touch the thing and then it? get a read on its thoughts. <laughs> and it's it's okay because yeah. bodies as, are just equipment. <laughs> as he as he reaches out, we cut to a crosshair image um, of your eyes looking down a scope. You'll have plus 10 for aiming, plus 10 for smart link. Uh, make me your attack and I will roll my fray. Jen? Definitely fail my fray at half because I rolled a ninety-six. I rolled a ninety-one. Well, we both failed. Have any moxie left? I have one moxie left. I can flip it. Is I'll it that it. important? It's that important. I think we kind of need the scientist. All right, so you get a nineteen. Useful so far. <laughs> you get a nineteen. Uh, you reach out towards one of the cats, and it explodes all over your visor. You have uh. red paint blocking. <laughs> Paint is a word blocking your vision. Oh, um, that's, that's and it's at good. that point that you notice, like, as you're staring at your spacesuit visor, you see little specks of like silvery, um, almost like worm, like, uh, like the small worms, like heartworm, right? Looks, ah, oh. uh, and they're like metal and angular, and they're twisting in the red, and you see, like, little streaks of bluish grey in the red as well. Uh, And the silver is, like, just wiggling in the blood that is on your visor. That is super... I'm screaming, get on the rope. That is super gross. I can't... I'm probably panicking and wiping my face visor at this point. He does have enhanced... Yeah, you're, you're, you're... You take your... Spacesuit glove, and you're smearing it yeah. on your visor, uh, and it just makes like a you know pushing tomato sauce round your plate kind of. Thing. <laughs> yeah. oh, God. Um, God. As more of your visor is covered in red, but now there's kind of dirty smudges you can vaguely see through. As <laughs> as you see, uh, the th- uh, three of the other cats descend on you. Um, and I will let you make a fray at half. That's that's good of you, uh, considering the circumstances. Jesus. All right. All right. Probably didn't make that one at a 67. By um, the way, Jed, at GX, I got the uh, suggestion that perhaps the scenario needed to be deadlier sooner in order to foreshadow <laughs> the ending better. Yep. So. Yeah, well, mission, mission accomplished there. So. <laughs> So 67, I did not make that fray. All right. Half or even at full. Uh, So you guys see the two of the cats open their mouths and their jaws almost unhinge and press against their necks as one of them just presses its mouth, its, you know, bear trap-like mouth now, uh, on to the chest of George's spacesuit. One of the others opens its mouth uh, not as far, and you see its, like, head, and you hear, like, the cracking 
of bone like thunder extending through the corridor uh, and rippling in your head uh, as its jaw seems to like jut forward and it clamps onto his arm that is that's just wiped his visor uh, and the third one just swallows his boot uh, with its unhinged mouth and chomps down uh, I need three d10s <laughs> I'm going to roll a d10 for each of them. I know where my next bullet's going. Really? Yeah. That's George. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, George. <laughs> that's fine. Um, what's your armor rating? Um, uh, be like see. a number, then slash another number. Uh, let me try and see. Durability. Uh, I've got a Vax Smart Suit. Second skin. It says 8 slash 7. 8 slash 7? Let me yep. double check for you. Back suit. Yeah. Uh, in a system. We calculated. Oh, yeah. There we go. Armor. Yep. Cool. Oh, cool. So, immunogenic system. That means you're probably not going to get an infection from them biting you. That's good. Yeah. That's a relief. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Um, so, you yeah. will be taking. Is the first number energy? The first number is energy. So, I've got. 19 damage for you. Holy shit. Um, um, so we, so, and, then you, and then you subtract the 7. So you subtract 7 from that 19, so you'll be taking, what, 12? Still pretty bad. Um, and it's still pretty bad, but it's not, it's not 19. Yeah, I'll take um, it. So that passes your wound threshold. Um, does it pass your wound threshold twice? Uh, let's see here. Where is the one threat? Uh, no. So he'll be taking one wound, which is... Let's check if you have metasheets. I do. Good. So you get to ignore the first wounds minus 10. When you take a wound, you take a minus 10. Um, yep. I don't know if the first wound has to in give you like a physical debilitating description thing. I don't know, like, I know that on traumas, the first trauma doesn't have to have a named thing. It's the second, third, and fourth that do. Um, okay. But let's say that it does. Um, Fair enough. So would that be, you've got three wounds to choose from, which three impact sites of damage, which one is the most severe? And then that'll be our wound descriptor. <laughs> um. I so think you've, the, got, you've got your boot, your chest, and your arm. Uh, I, th I think the I think the chest, based off of your description of the bone crack, is probably the most severe. If I had to choose, it would probably be the arm. But I that's mean, sure, me. I, I don't. You you get to choose. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll take I'm the arm. You the choice. All right. So um, yeah. you you see the 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 pressure warnings and tear warnings on your suit visor pop up as you the teeth are pressed into your chest and then you feel a pressure on your ankle as something clamps down on your foot and then you hear your forearm snap as that jaw clamps down on your forearm and just breaks those two bones in your arm in half <laughs> you actually it's a good thing you have a visor on because through double O's scope, double O, you see the hand and wrist part of your f acquaintance's arm go fling upwards 
uh, as the jaw, as the as the creature snaps onto his arm, uh, and the back of of his hand lightly slaps the evil space cat. <laughs> he, he has a hyperspectral microphone. Does that mean we can still hear him? Uh, no. Okay, I don't know what that is. He wouldn't be broadcasting that. That's okay, like more, I wasn't sure if that was like a, that's like for that's that's like a machine to for him to help study um to hear into other sound waves I think sound decibel ranges and hertz ranges I think that's fine so by me like, I just wanted to, I, I'm happier that we don't hear his screaming yeah indeed thankfully yeah. you turned uh well so thankfully you turned off your mesh inserts so you thought as you hear a remix of his scream played uh, to make his scream sound like manic laughter uh, echoing through your heads. Apparently, you didn't turn off your mesh inserts. Um, you know, it's like when you, it's like when a, when a hack installs a, would you like to, would you like, installs a new antivirus onto your computer? Um, so that you, you know, you go to activate your antivirus. It's like, oh yeah, I totally cleared all the viruses. It's fine, right? They installed yeah. a new uh, mesh interface. So you thought you turned off your mesh, but you turned off the virtual operating system of nothing. Uh, especially for the two that couldn't even roll. Um, so yeah, you hear, you hear that uh, Hungarian scream. Um, remixed into manic laughter as two, uh, the two unengaged um, cat things start scrambling down the hallway and then launch into long, leap, uh, loping uh, strides uh, and then tuck their arms in towards themselves and torpedo launch down the hallway at the other two because... The three down here feel pretty confident. Uh, so you've got two cats incoming, two cat torpedoes. What do you do? I'm going to have to shoot. Guns. All right. Um, do you have Do you have Neurochem, Hidden Concern Assassin? I am looking. Uh, yes, I do. I have one Neurochem level one. That means you can shoot twice. This gun is semi-auto. All right. I'm going to try and take them both out. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, what are you doing, David? Because you don't necessarily know that the assassin can shoot two of them. Uh, she'll even shoot one. For all you know, her gun could be bolt action and she needs to load the next bullet manually. Yeah, yeah no, I'm shooting at one as well. Uh, all right. Let's see. I want to take the one on the left. And you've got an assault rifle, yeah? I do. Do you want to use full auto? Not with George in the way. That's fair. Uh, just, eh, okay. <laughs> Uh, can yeah, I, got, can I see what he's doing and flick the little switch to full auto? <laughs> One of my tentacles. <laughs> um, you can, but it'll take one of your actions, so you won't get uh, to that. It would that, be comical, but I, I will stick with shooting twice. All right, uh, I'll so take my first shot. Yeah, you'll take your first shot, then he'll take his shot, then you'll take your second because of the way speed works. Okay, so I'll go now. First mm -hmm. one. Am I? I'm not rolling with aim. I'm just uh, rolling with smart link, right? Yeah. Woot, fifty nine. So I hit. Yep, they can't really fray when they're in torpedo anyway. Uh, so um, your shot uh, slams into one of them. Roll me your 
2d10 plus 10. Uh, 13 plus 10, 23. 23? Uh, where does your shot hit uh, one of these two cats? Uh, well, right between where what would be the eyes. You hit it right in its silvery thing um, as it kind of, its head crumples in um, and then, like, you see the bullet rip out the back of it and whiz past one of the other ones, uh, the one that was biting George's chest, uh, and the it sort of looks up at you and shrieks in your direction, and you see, like, sound lines, cartoon sound lines echoing off of it uh, in your vision, um, and, like, uh, fire erupting down the hallway, like... Uh, like a like this purpley uh, cartoon drawing of flame. Um, uh, yeah, as the corpse of the one you took out sort of like drifts through. Actually, it probably just flies past you at speed. <laughs> uh, Dave? All right, let me take my shot. And that is no good. That is a 70 out of 50. Ooh, so I missed. Dang. Um, so you, yeah, you, you know, you fire off a, a shot, um, and it, uh, know? he still, he has a bunch of moxie, so I didn't know. If he- oh, well, yeah, if you wanted, you can spend moxie on it. You can always spend moxie if you uh, want. Yeah, I'll, I'll do one more. I'll still have two left over. So I'll, I'll flip that. Give me an out seven. And, uh, you're going to flip that to an out seven. Cool. Yes. Um, so that becomes, yep. So now you roll me damage, and you've got an assault rifle. I think I still have that open, and it's got regular ammo because I remember looking at it a minute ago. Yes, I think um, it's 2d10 plus 6. It is 2d10 plus 6. Awesome. I took a look at it, too. Cool. 23 total. 23? That's <laughs> the same that Jen got. It is, isn't it? Nice. 23 is my favorite number. Um, you're oh, wait, no. Percentile. That was a one and a seven. That is a fourteen. Oh well, I mean that's still good. Okay. Um, um, uh, yeah. Uh, so the bullet, um, kind of, you see it like hit the chest-ish region of the cat, um, and then it kind of comes in like straight on on like the the equivalent of like the sternum, uh, the sternum type part of the cat, right? sort of under the neck there. Hmm. Uh, but you see the bullet actually come through the cat and come out the side near the ribs. Your bullet wouldn't curve unless it ricocheted off of something. Um, hmm. But it definitely went through the cat and then you see the, th- the thing kind of like it opens its arms and is kind of, um, it's like wide, like a squirrel glider with its arms and legs as it like hurdles towards you. Uh, and... Um, Jen, odd or even? Odd. Even, it lands on Dave. Um, so it, like, smashes onto Dave, and Dave, make me a fray check at full. Uh, fray is your all-purpose defense stat, and this will be, um, opposed against its unarmed. Uh, so tell me what yeah. you want. Yeah, an 80. An 80? My fray is not 80. All right. Um, do you want to spend any moxie on it? Uh, you know, I feel like this won't be the only time that that stuff's needed, so I'd like to save it. All right. I've only got one cat on me, not three. 
I got a 59 out of 60. Ouch. Uh, so I succeed. Um, and then I'm going to roll a damage die for you. Yep, and I drop my dice. Hang on, let me lean down. No damage then. No, that's not the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I'll just use the average. And again, it went off the table. There we go. Um, you take seven. What's your armor? I believe it's seven slash seven. Seven slash seven? Brilliant. So you take no damage as this thing lands onto you and like its claws uh, grip at the back of your spacesuit as its arms have sort of like wrapped around your shoulder and it like pulls its arms back towards the front um, as it's like trying to look for a spot of you that's made of flesh to bite into. Um, yeah, nice. This is his armor. Nice. It is so I get to ignore it. He has a svac suit. Yeah, with immunogenic. Uh, yes, yeah, so you take no damage, which is awesome. It's great when, when armor works. Um, although I guess George's armor did work. Uh, George! <laughs> My second shot? Yeah. Yes, your second shot. Sorry. So, um, I think you'll take an... I think you'll take a penalty to try and bring your rifle to bear next to you. It'll be a minus 10. Uh, or you can shoot at some, one of the ones that is on George. It's up to you. Uh, I think I'll shoot at one of the ones that's on George. All right. So that'll be plus 10 because smart link. How many are left on him? Three. No, wait. Did you kill one of them? No, um, you didn't kill one no. of them. There's three. Okay. So there was five in total originally. There were six in total. You killed one. Then the three attacked George. Then two launched down the corridor and you killed one. So there's four alive and three okay. on George. And one of those four is injured. One of those four is severely injured. I'll let Dave finish it off. I rolled an art eight. An art eight. Um, I don't think either... Uh, two of them can't fray. Uh, and I don't think the third would pass. So did you want to hit the one that screamed at you? Sure. All right. So then I do need to roll. But oh. I got a... <laughs> so I got a 49 out of 30. Uh, so roll damage. Uh, six and four is 10 plus 10 is 20. 20. Um, where do you shoot it? Uh, it's, is its mouth still open? Sure. It's still screaming at you. There you go. Right down the throat. <laughs> you shoot it down the throat and you see like a spray of, uh, of silvery blue gray mess explode out behind its head. Um, and where, and you see one of the antlers, uh, that it, one of the oryx horns kind of split open like a banana, um, and flop down, uh, the side of its head, uh, whereas the other hemisphere of its skull is gone. Um, and then it kind of slumps down, uh, slumps limp and f drifts backwards down the corridor. Um, George, uh, we're at the, yeah, George, we're at the top of the round, George. All right, um, so, uh, at this point, uh, I'm not sure how well I can see. Uh, <laughs> not, not I, at all, basically. Not, not, not very well, there's a thing still on me. Um, it's like, um, it's like putting your hand over your face and leaving a gap, uh, over one of your eyes between two of your fingers. Yeah, it's like, the, sort of that deal. Is a good uh, also, description of your sight line at the moment. Uh, and one of them's still on me. Uh, Two of them are still on you. Still on me. Um, I am, I suppose I'm going to try and go for actual fighting at this point. 
Mm -hmm. uh, I am going to pull uh, the primary weapon I've got, which is a shock baton. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's what you want. Yeah, and see how that well that works. Uh, which so... one of them are you attacking, and what does it look like as you as you attack them with the shock baton? Uh, before I have a chance to d second guess myself or think twice about what the hell uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm going to pull my shock baton from its place on my back with my uh, other hand, my non-broken hand. And surely it's on your. Surely it's on your hip. Yep. Uh, well, no, I don't mean like over the shoulder, but yeah, it's. Uh, and then I'll uh, try and. Uh, hit the one that is currently on my arm and still holding onto my arm All uh, right. with the shock baton. Uh, that'll be a clubs, which you have yep. at 50. Yes, the, the Neanderthal is good at clubs. Make your <laughs> That's joke. specious. It totally is. And I'm living up to stereotypes. Uh, oh, there we go. That worked. So I got a 43 out of my uh, clubbing of 50. Uh, 43. Nice. Um, nice margin there. So, it makes a psalm test, I'm pretty sure. Does it actually have the description of shock on there? Because that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, shock is... Okay, so damage is 1d10 plus 2 plus psalm divided by 10. So, psalm, so 1d10 plus 5 in my case. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice, I rolled a 1. Uh, so, 6, and then it's shock damage. And it doesn't have it on your gear sheet, does it? You looked Doc. it up on the you looked it up somewhere? No, I'm looking it up on the Eclipse Phase PDF. Yeah, cool. Good. Cuz I was yep. I would have put it on the okay. fucking description thing, but whatever. All right. So, so if I'm more stuck with a shock weapon, I must make a durability plus energy armor test using the Ooh. current durability score. Nice. And if they fail, they immediately lose neuromuscular control, fall down or incapacitated for one action uh for 10 full points of uh Margin of so failure. a durability plus their energy armor. Okay. Yep. If they've got any. Let me look at durability here. Okay. Fail. Okay. And so they take six damage, and he is uh, stunned and uh, has lost all neuromuscular control and has fallen down, incapacitated for. One action turn for ten full points of failure. Mm -hmm. You take uh, three damage as yeah, that's fair. As their jaw tightens uh, and crushes your arm more, uh, and then as you pull the shock stick away, uh, its jaw relaxes uh, and it sort of drifts off your arm. As you have, oh, uh, that sucks. As you've rendered it unconscious. Uh, and it is that point you remember there's another one on your fucking leg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is going to... You see its antlers sort of twist from those oryx horns. They curl into ram's horns for a second. Um, and then it uh, lets go of you with its mouth and pushes itself down squash to the ground uh, and scoots back along the corridor's stone like a meter to where one of those other side corridor was. And just as it drips, uh, drip, uh, dips below the corridor's horizon, its ram's horns unfurl into like a bull, bull's horns. Um, and you see like 
graffiti appearing on the walls uh, all around here uh, of like an army of cats uh, crashing like a wave uh, against uh, three um, three stick figures and one of the stick figures has no arm and no leg. Uh and then it disappears. Uh, Dave and Jen. Uh, there is there is a scrappy cheetah thing um, latched to the Swedish explorer's chest. Swedish explorer is my uh, OC Muppet. Uh, do not steal. Do you need a Muppet made? I, I, do I, I, I don't, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Original character, do not steal. <laughs> he's, like right. the, he's like the Swedish chef, but he has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm going to look for that gif. All right. So I will shoot the one that's still on him. Um, With what? The sniper rifle. Go for it. I'm going to aim for the a part of the body that is, you know, the back half of the body so that I am not hopefully going to put the bullet through George's character. It is a railgun with armor penetrating ammo, so that is a that is a safe precaution to take. <laughs> I rolled exactly sixty, and I have a skill of seventy-five. Good, that's not a critical failure, so you do not put a hole through your friend. Yay! Uh, and you don't really need to roll me damage, but if you want to, go for it. Yes. I know how you you role players sometimes like to roll damage, <laughs> even when it's not needed. It really um, is the best. Plus, so 25. Yeah, 25. You just see, um, you shoot it sort of half to the side um, so that the bullet goes through it and then embeds in the wall. Uh, and, like, kind of follow the line of the bullet and then snap back to the damage you've done after the bullets pass through. And the... Sh- the the rib cage and shoulders that you shot the bullet through, there's a tiny hole. But the far side that it came out of is a broken mess of flaps of meat and sharp-edged bone chunks uh, as you pull the, the remains of this cat thing off of yourself. Um... Uh, and then you all look down the hallway towards this AR graffiti that has filled the space of hundreds of cats with different horns and things um, surrounding and devouring these three broken stick figure people. Everyone make me a willpower times three check. Actually, willpower times two check. Oh, jeez. Uh, so on your character sheet there, uh, Dave, uh, it's up top. It'll say will. Your will is 15 total, which means you need to get under 30. I missed it by three. Uh, right. Nice. No. Definitive right. no. Cool. <laughs> George? Uh, trying to find where the, the will is. It'll be up top. George can't see right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that, is, that is quite a fail. That is 73. All right, so you all failed. Let's see yeah. what your willpower damage is. Wow. So, it's troubling, but you did just beat off a bunch of them, and next time you'll be prepared. You all take two 
uh, stress, which shouldn't pass anyone's uh, trauma threshold. Uh, my trauma threshold is eight, and that brings me to eight. Nope, it's only from one source, which is uh, an understandable bit of confusion. But your trauma threshold okay. is kind... It's a threshold, right? And it's kind of like... Um, it's a bit like armor in that regards. So it's, okay. it's stress from... It's stress or it's damage from one source. Uh, gotcha. Rather than cumulative um, over the course of a scene. Uh, yeah, because then it would be way easier to get wounds and traumas. You can you can actually get through an entire fight sometimes without taking any wounds. You can die without taking any wounds. So like you're, which is very much like the the depiction of like a combat scene where like the soldiers do it, the warriors do it, the heroic last stand, and like he's fighting through all the arrows. Like he should have gone down, but he doesn't until the last <laughs> moment moment when he runs out of blood. <laughs> Call that one the Boromir. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so the uh, the trauma threshold you were talking about is TT on the uh, on the stat section. There. Yes, it is in fact TT on the character sheet there. Okay, mine says four and then parentheses six. What does that mean? Four parentheses six. Interesting. Four might be the uh, the the suit he's in. Again. Mm, the morph, you mean? That's it. That's the word. <laughs> um, let me. I think that's for adrenal boost. I think if you activate your adrenal boost, you will ah. get a bonus. Oh, I can't okay. See anything else that would? Yeah, I think that's for adrenal boost. You can endure a bit more of combat. Right, cool. uh, yeah, because your in your initiative also increases. I think those are all coming from adrenal boost. I will double check what adrenal boost does for you though, so that we know for sure. And <laughs> can you be a gem and? <laughs> reset your microphone again because now your volume is shifting as well as it being yeah. correctly. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. Uh, thank All you right, there we go. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so let me search for Adrenal Boost. Where's Enter Key? Does that Enter Key not work? I hate it when the numpad <laughs> Enter Key doesn't work. <laughs> certain, You know how certain applications won't let you mm -hmm. fucking... I hate it. Uh, personal augmentations. That's what we want. Physical, probably? Yes, right at the top there. When activated, the concentrated bursts of neuropinephrine of adrenaline accelerates heart rate and blood flow and burns carbohydrates. In game terms, this allows the character to ignore a minus 10 modifier from one wound and temporarily increases their reflex. It shouldn't affect... So what the fuck is boosting his lucidity? Anyway, whatever. What is doing... Oh, hang on. No, because that wouldn't... You wouldn't write that on the sheet that way. It's not direction sense or... In, maybe... Does med, why would metachines increase your insanity rating? It doesn't. It allows you to ignore a wound. Hmm... I don't know. I don't know why that's done that like that. I want to assume. I want to say it's a typo, but you don't even have any drugs, so it's not drugs. Because <laughs> drugs do stuff like that. I feel like it's a typo. Anyway, um, so you guys still have a mission to do. Yep. Yeah. Um, does medicine slowly start to heal you? It does. It's like once per hour or something like that. Oh jeez. I do have a paramedic ability. I could try to help him yeah, out. I guess. Absolutely. Go for it. All right. I am going to make this worse. 
you, thankfully you can't make it worse. Well, you say that, but I almost critically failed. Okay, fair point. If you critically failed, you would make it worse. That's an excellent point. You could make it worse by critically failing. I, I almost did. I got an 89. So, um, Physical health, healing, and repair. That's what I want. Mm, hang on. There's a thing down here. Healing and repair. Medicine skill can perform an aid... On damage or wounded characters, successful medicine tests modified as the game master deems fit, according to situation conditions, will heal one D point of damage and will remove one wound. This test must be made within 24 hours of the injury, and any particular injury may only be treated once. So, what did you get on your test, and who were you making it for? Uh, I got an 89 on, I don't know, helping out George. So, um... Without taking off his spacesuit, you realize that you can't do anything for him. And so, like, you give him a once-over and then pat him on the shoulder and send him on his way. Because you're like, sorry, man, I, I can't expose you to whatever the fuck is in this place. Yeah, that arm looks real broken. <laughs> it looks hella broken. It is <laughs> fucking flopping around. The zero G is not helping that arm. Mm -mm. Uh, Anybody uh, else got anything they want to do? I don't have any skills that, that can help with that. Yep. I mean, I can kill much better than I can help. <laughs> probably, just, probably just making sneering motions such as an octopus could make. He's like, eh, that's what bones get you. You, um, you mammals and your bones. <laughs> cleaner nanoswarm. What is that for? Uh, it removes all traces that you are in a place. It's for a covert entry stuff. Okay. So it like, removes all your DNA traces. Of course, you can always just burn your morph, right? It's like, oh no, you got my DNA. Yeah. Get a new body. Uh, yes, and of course, right. if you rented a body, they could use that to track the body to, you know, who rented it. So, like, it's not, it's not so anonymous. It's, you know, it's like tracking someone's clothing. If it's a, if it's a known brand, it's easy to f track someone by shoe print. If it's not a particularly common shoe. And Octomorphs are not very common shoes. So... Uh, keep moving. Let's keep moving. So you guys drifted down the corridor. You see more of that weird um, color-changing grass. Uh, and then you come to a information terminal. Um, it's a large room. It's uh, got tiles on the quote-unquote floor part and on the roof part uh, and like a column that goes from the roof uh, to the ground um, with computers on it, uh, like screens attached to the column. Uh, it's, it's basically a you are here station. Um, and there's like uh, pot plant kind of things growing in the corners um, of the room in the low corners and the high corners. Uh, yeah. You can try and ask it if it knows where the statue is that you're looking for. Why not? Right. Sounds good. Okay. So who goes to the thing? Uh, let's see. Do I got any skills that could possibly help me there? I mean, you could use it for a research, but it's also a you are here terminal, right? So it's not like... <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> yeah. Let me uncover this arcane text. Mm. Right. I'm here. What does that mean? <laughs> of course I'm here. Where else would I be? All right. So, yeah, I'll go over. Okay. 
So um, it's showing uh, when you when you sort of touch it and turn it on, it's showing a, a, the, the one of the screens that you're at is cracked, and it's showing a, a map uh, and a, a from this place to uh, an evacuation uh, depot, apparently a, a a towards the dock, and there's a bunch of like triangular. Um, caution signs with the exclamation in the middle along this path that it's traced out. It's like thrown up these caution signs. Um, do you investigate what they mean? Yeah, might as well. All right, you know? so you tick kind of dangerous. You tick on one and it says um, uh, venting of atmosphere uh, present in this section. You press on another one and it says biological contaminant detected in this section. You click on another one and it says uh, dock uh, all signal from docking uh, spa severed. <laughs> uh, of course you guys know when you uh, from when you were coming in that the main dock at the far end of the habitat was destroyed 10 years ago which is probably about when this screen was last used. Hmm. Uh, but you see a home button in the top corner of the screen. I will poke at that. Uh, it brings you to a menu. Uh, it says uh, "New Jean Wu," uh, and then you know uh, there's a list of icons: uh, residence index, um, attractions, uh, street index, uh, administration. Um, you see a call for help button. Uh, that is uh, like a sort of uh, is a paramedic green color, mm. um, and you see a little uh, like bit of text down the bottom of the screen uh, saying um, the station is currently ex- experiencing uh, station-wide um, service interruptions. Please be patient with staff uh, with station administration. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, why don't I start with the uh, attractions button? Maybe we can find a statue that way. Okay. So you press the attractions button, uh, and there's a list of um, there's a few restaurants listed, but uh, not not a huge amount. Um, you see, um, apparent there's a, a a place where you can go for a spacewalk. Um, and there is also a uh, a gym, and you see a um, gallery listed. Listed gallery seems like a good option. Can I click on that? Get some more info. Mm-hmm. So you click on the gallery, uh, and it comes up. Where is my Google Drive document? Um, this gallery is called. Uh, <laughs> is called you know what the gallery has no name there is in the section for the name of the gallery there's just an empty field like a you know like if as if somebody had gotten a form and it said you know name and they hadn't written anything in there Hmm. um perhaps that is the name of the gallery who knows uh and it says uh and then it's got a small blurb uh and it starts off with like a blank space, and then says is owned by Chang Jiping. Uh, it is uh, this gallery was started. Uh, 
well, so the, the script wouldn't have updated. So it says the gallery was started a year ago uh, as a way of bringing uh, uh, for Mr. Jiping to share his. Ex Actually, was his name be was his first name be Jiping and his given name be Chang? No, his surname be Chang. I think that would be whatever it was a way for Chang Jiping to set, uh, share his art collection with the rest of the habitat. It is situated uh, on uh, it is situated on Snake Cliff Hutong uh, in his personal sh fuck. I worked out how to pronounce this word. Oh no! In his <laughs> personal Xi'an, which is a type of house. Hmm. I think that's the best lead we got up so far. I mean, can we turn our meshes back on so that... Uh, I mean, your meshes are really off. off. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was acting like it was off. You know what I mean? Like we yeah, couldn't yeah, yeah. communicate with each other and, and stuff like that. So I wasn't sure if it was just kind of partially off yeah. somehow. Uh, right. you, you activate your muses uh, again. Uh, your mesh, yes. your mesh inserts come back on. You know, you sort of like rub at your neck, uh, and they turn on. Um, you know, your muses are there with you know, they they flash you some warnings about your health, current physical status, George. <laughs> yeah, um, are you aware you're injured? Yes. Are you aware that you have severe lacerations and several broken bones? <laughs> um. They also share, uh, tell you that they've uh, that they suspect you may have some malicious uh, software uh, installed on your mesh inserts, and that you should contact an infosec specialist immediately. Which, oh, well. right, that doesn't help. Yeah, I'll just try pressing the green button on this console. Mm -hmm. Hope for the best. <laughs> okay, so the green button. Um, <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Um, well, what do you guys want to investigate? You want to look into this gallery? I think it's the best option we got. Sounds for, like it. We're looking for a statue, yeah. All right. Um, it traces up a path um, for you, um, for the statue, uh, and s tells you that uh, the it, it brings up a path, um, and it's basically a, a couple of left turns. Um and some long corridors, but it does warn you that there appears to be some kind of obstruction um, and damage to um, station... Um, what would be the word? Uh, station environmental systems in a sec in one of the streets that you'll have to go down. Um, it is one of the main streets and not one of the hutongs. Um, but yeah, the, the part, there's a little caution sign. Warning! There is... A, there appears to be several faults in in uh, in environmental systems along this section of your journey. So that probably wouldn't directly have health impacts on us trying to pass through that. No, right? you're like, in a space. If it was just exposed to space, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Also, if it was exposed um, to vacuum, like if it was open, it would say that, and it would also be really troubling because you're deep down inside of an asteroid. Uh, true. True. Yeah. All right. Um. Since we're here and we have a map, if we need it, can I maybe use a navigation skill to try and get us find a way around it if we need it? You can totally make a navigation check to try and work out another way around yeah. uh, this thing. Just if we get there and, you know, it, it really doesn't look good. Yeah. I think I passed a roll. I did. I got a 31. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, so, give me one second. 
Um, there is a way around, but it will take you um, an extra ten minutes. Okay. So why don't we why don't we investigate the uh, the quicker route, and then if we need it, we've got a backup route too. Sounds good. Okay. Dave, why don't you reload? <laughs> uh, so, um, you guys uh, start, you know, walking down some of these corridors. They seem worn. They're lit with a yellow-orange emergency light. Um, you see a few spots of that pink um, moss from before. Uh, growing out of some of the light fixtures. Um, and then you come to a, a section of the habitat that is probably the section that was blocked. Because uh, coming out in front of you, you see a mass. Uh, just You turn a corner and look down at it, and there's just a mass of fern bushes, basically from wall to wall, just completely obscuring you. And you thought for a second that you were hearing music, like, um, and not music through your mesh. It was like music that was coming through the air of the station and like hitting your suit. Um, so, you know, your suit microphones were picking it up a little, but they'd only play it if you wanted it to. But the point is, is that uh, you can hear in the distance this music and then you come round the corner and it stops as you see this just big corridor full, chock-a-block full of ferns. Uh, as if somebody was trying to pack ferns into this space, uh, almost, is how it looks. Um, you see droplets of water uh, floating in the air in front of you. Um, you see orange lights flickering, um, and through the distance you can see a bright kind of bluish-white light, um, which would be one of the normal lights of the habitat, not one of the emergency lights. Um, yeah, and there's just this thick greenery in front of you. What do you do? Um, well, I'm going to have my gun obviously out, mm -hmm. and I'm going to have my knife one of my other hands because mm -hmm. <laughs> I've got enough of them. <laughs> um, and I, if we're going through this stuff, I've got heightened instinct. I'm going to keep my, my senses aware on me. And I'm, I, I want to, I guess I'll push for survival. Cause I mean, we want to get out of this. Oh yeah. George got a moxie back. Cause he fucking, yeah. he, he stayed rather than immediately jump on the rope. Yeah, I did something. You fucking I did something, almost died because of it. Yeah, I did something extremely stupid. You did something risky and in the pursuit of knowledge. All right. Um, if I could, I, I do have that saucer bot. I could send mm -hmm. that in front of us a little bit, take a peek at what's up there, maybe get a better look, different angle or something. Yeah, so you, you know, grab your saucer bot and throw it towards the, the ferns. Yeah. Um, and as it reaches near the ferns, you're going to start to hear music again and it sounds like an acoustic version of uh, a Skrillex track. That is an odd combination. It sounds like somebody is trying to play Skrillex music using the medium of their voice. 
At mm. uh. All right, well, can I uh, can I see anything through this uh, this little robot I got? Yeah, you see a lot of ferns as you pass in. Um, yeah, right. Then you hear um, you hear uh, kind of it's like it's like almost like a soundtrack. You hear a chorus of um, almost like in the round of music uh, coming from inside the bushes um, as your little robot is drifting through. And it sounds like woodpeckers and what would be the other thing? Woodpeckers and songbirds trying to replicate Sandstorm by Darude. <laughs> as your saucer bot drifts deeper into the fern forest. Alright, so nothing really moving around, just... Your bot probably is tracking minute movements, but you don't, like, see anything large. Right, right. And then, as it drifts closer to that whitish uh, blue light, um, and the ferns are kind of thinning, um, you see something, like, dart across its vision, Mm. and then something else dart across it. Um, Do you do anything? Uh... Well, I'll mention it to these guys that there's something darting around. Could be more cats or something. I, I pull my gun immediately. <laughs> something I've like, my gun. Something <laughs> smashes into the saucer and like it makes it dip in its flight path a bit, but then it like you know slings back into where it was. Uh, and the saucer bot, you know, kind of does a quick three sixty and is looking around. Um, and then something like smacks into it again. Yeah, but it, I'd like to uh, pull it back if I can. Yeah, you start pulling it back as it's looking around, and then it gives you the telemetry that something has landed on top of it. And then um, in 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 time with the of the woodpeckers, um, <laughs> your saucer bot tells you that it just suffered several impact strikes uh, to the top of it as the bird thing that has landed on top of the saucer outside of its vision is attempting to continue playing the song with its companions. Alright, um, can I have, can I, like, have vertical control of this thing? Can I just have it kind of go up to the ceiling? Do you want it to try and slam the bird on top of it into the ceiling? Not slam! I don't want to damage my little, uh, uh, saucer pal here, but maybe make it not a great surface to stand on. All right, so you um, you know drift the the bot upwards, um, and then you uh, your bot registers that the thing has gotten off of it, um, and then continues returning to you, um, right. and then uh, you see a large shadow move across the vision, hmm. um, and then something has grabbed your saucer bot. Um, and then your saucer bot like slams into a wall, uh, and it sort of uh, gets caught in some of the ferns. And then you see this thing about the size of a a falcon, um, with uh, like sharp bits coming off the edges of its wings, um, and a serrated beak and like four eyes looking at the le- the half-broken lens of your uh, little saucer, and, you know, it, like, twists its head 
and like it sort of makes this chirping electronic chip tune noise and then it like pecks at the lens and then it makes oh. another chip and then the lens cracks and breaks and you don't see anything. My poor little drone. How, how far away is the drone from where we are? Two or three meters probably from the edge of that fern um, bush, however close you guys are to the mass of ferns. Uh, all right, I but I still bit. Yeah, can we see the bird? No, you can't see them. You can okay. you get the sense that there's stuff moving in there because of the fern leaves like rustling, but uh, and you can hear the music and stuff, but you can't uh, you can't see through it. It's so dense. We should just go all predator on it and just spray the trees. <laughs> I've got um, the hunt, so as one of my motivations, so I'm gonna go into danger and try to hunt this thing and kill it. <laughs> go for it. What do you want are me you, to roll? Uh, what are you? Uh, I, I, uh, inve- percep- investigation. I feel is is trying to hunt something. I don't have investigation. I will allow perception. Perception. I have it. Yeah, that's weird that they didn't give it. Give the assassin investigation. Well, I think because I guess maybe it's co- considered part of contract killer. Yeah, but con- you don't you can't use profession skills actively, right? Okay, so they expect you to use your okay. So maybe you're meant to use contract killer to be like, I know where th- my subject would be. I'm just going to go look there, and then you just do a perception to see if they're in the room, rather than investigating their you know leads or whatever. But anyway, the point is perceptional work. Ah, uh, no, I rolled a seventy-six out of fifty. All right, so you walk up to the... Do you walk into the ferns or up to the ferns? I will walk... I will walk into the edge of the ferns, but I'll go off to the right. It's like, mm. I won't go directly in where the saucer bot went. Yeah. But I'm okay. not going in far. I'm just taking, like, two steps. So you, like, sort of, you know, just get inside and then stick to the wall. And you're Basically, looking around. And you see, like, the little flutterings of birds. And you see small things about the size of... um. What would be an easy bird to describe? Because I want to say magpie, but magpies are different in other countries. Um, it's 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 a small bird, about um, you know, no bigger than a no bigger than a uh, like small plate in size. Um, you know, if you're an Australian, I'd say a magpie, but I'm pretty sure magpies are different sized in other countries like a minor bird maybe a uh, little bit bigger than a minor bird um we have we have indian miners here um so they're but similar um yeah similar in size all different colors uh you see something that kind of looks like a parrot everything here that you're seeing has a sharp pointed needly beak um there's Nothing here with like uh with like the rounded parrot's beak, which is used for like eating nuts and things like that. Um, it's all kingfisher beaks up in here. Um, uh, yeah, but there's a there's a kaleidoscope of birds in here, and you see, you see like a few little insect looking things. They're like praying mantises, but. They've got like praying mantis arms on like a Hercules Hercules beetle, uh, and it's like walking through the underbrush. And you see one of the little birds swoop down and snatch it, and then s- 
swoop off. And the way it flies, uh, they fly is interesting in that they like drop and then like use their wings to push because they're in zero G. So they're not really so much flying as free falling. Um, but they, but there is wind, there is air here, so they can use their wings to like change direction and things like that, and give them extra speed in flight. But they are, but it is very different to the kind of flight you would see uh, on on in gravity, even on Mars. Um, yeah, what do you do? Um, can I spot the the saucer? The the saucer bot, yeah. You think you can spot the metallic shine of its body just across from you? This is still just a hallway wide. Yeah. All right. I I will slowly work my way toward it. Do you want to infiltrate your way towards it and use your chameleon skin? Yes, because I'm an octopus. Brilliant. So roll me an infiltrate plus twenty. Although you're moving, plus no, ten. But I also have a vac suit on. Uh, vac suits have. Your vac suit is smart vac, so it has chameleon coating. Oh, okay. 28. Yay. Nice. So you, um, you, yeah, you're moving across and you see that falcon thing. Um, it's got like a red plumage with like these black strips through it. And it's got kind of these wispy, kind of fuzzy, single plume feathers sticking out of its head, like a crown. Uh, and you see it, like, pecking at the saucer bot. And then it's, like, got its wings up towards it. And you see it's, like, wings sort of scraping along the side. And it's almost using the sharp bird edges of its wings to grip at the thing. Um, so they're not quite hands but, uh, you know, they've got burrs on it to grip things. Um, and it's pecking at the saucer bot um, and pecking at that lens, and you see, like, an explosion of glass uh, come flying past its face, and it keeps on pecking inwards into it. Um, it, it, it found the soft spot. It thinks if it keeps going here, there's going to be meat in there. Okay. Um, I'm, huh. Can I... Can I sneak up on it and stab it with a knife in the top of the head? Make me a knife blades check. Okay. So. Knifey blade check. Yep. I gave him the old knifey blades check. 36 out uh, of 50. Yeah, you, you succeed. What does this look like? So basically, um, it looks like a fern just suddenly pulls a knife. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and the knife descends on the top of the creature's head as the uh, the arm of that part, that arm of the octopus slowly changes back to normal color while the rest of it stays chameleon. I feel like an octopus would be really good at pretending to be a fern because of the shape of an octopus, right? Be good at doing the inner parts of a fern, the like curled parts that are new arms growing, new new branches. If you've seen a, f a fern before. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what those are called, but those parts are edible if you boil them, like, six times. <laughs> Otherwise, they're poisonous. Um, just because they're... Well, they're not poison. Uh, uh, I guess it's poison. They're, they're toxic, basically. Because um, they just have so much chlorophyll in them. Um, so, so much shit, basically. Anyway, in a pinch, they're edible. <laughs> and if you've got a shit ton of water... Um, so, um, you've killed the thing, you've recovered 
the broken saucer bot. Um, Can I get a, uh, a moxie back? I'll give you a moxie back for that. You hunted. Yay! <laughs> now eat your kill. You, you took time. Yes. You took time out of the mission you were meant to be doing quickly to hunt. Uh, so what do you guys do now? You've killed a bird. The octopus comes <laughs> out, I killed a bird. <laughs> Here's your bot. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're like, oh man, the lens is broken. Eef. Oh, I'm sad now. So, all right, we need to go through this fern way. Uh, I'll, I'll, if I can, I'll, I'll go chameleon and try to lead you guys carefully. I think that'd be I've good. I've got uh, infiltration as well, so yeah, I could you, use that. You can all try to sneak through here with infiltration. All right. Uh, actually, why am I saying all right? I probably don't have this. Probably not. You probably won't, although you have clubs. <laughs> Just kind of take a yeah. fern, hold it over your head, and walk slowly. Um, you, in fact, do not have infiltration, but you can roll it at default. Coordination. So, you can roll sure. it at 10. He sure. has a smart back suit. Yeah, I'll give you a plus yeah. 10, so you can roll it at 20. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and I rolled a 30. Wow, that's pretty damn close. You have that moxie? You can flip no. it. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, no. like, oh no, I'll, I'll remain hidden from the woodpeckers. I almost I almost died for that moxie. That moxie is going to save, hopefully <laughs> help save my life at some future point. Yeah, so, probably now, when the birds start pecking out your eyes. As you guys get towards the edge of the thing, because the other two succeeded, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you get to the edge yes. of the fern near that white light, and then um, uh, they've they've been playing Darude this whole time, but they've been repeating the da 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 part over and over again. And then just as you get to the edge, they play the drop part. <laughs> Where it goes even, where that part basically is faster, and there's other melody parts added in. Um, and a shit ton of birds just start swoop, swooping you, George. Um, oh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> make me fray. Uh, right. pull as you flail yeah. your arm around. Oh, God. <laughs> he tries to use the broken one, but it just, it just flops uselessly. I Am I able to at least help defend him since oh, I'm basically Jesus. on you guard of these defend, guys? If you help defend him, you'll break your infiltrate. Don't, don't bother. Oh, God. Yeah, but we need you. I rolled a 95. Yeah, but you didn't roll a critical. So they're swooping no. at you and they're like slamming into your suit and it's super disorientating. And like you're having like a... And I want you to roll me willpower times two checkers. You're kind of fucking panicking. What if yeah. they crack my suit? My suit's already damaged. Um... Yeah, and it occurs to me that uh, pre-fall media have probably seen the birds. You've probably seen the birds. <laughs> You've also probably seen crows, which is a uh, another one. Jen, I'm going to need new dice. This has got me 72. Do you want to roll another set of dice? Yeah, I'm going to doing the casino change of dice, but this last roll counts. 72. All right. So fail. Uh, five stress, uh, which I don't think passes your trauma threshold. Nope, not in one shot. Good. Uh, so yeah, there's birds fucking flying into you, and it's, you're like having a little bit of a panic attack as you guys, as as George like runs through the ferns and gets into the <laughs> open white area space, and then the birds like immediately like sort of swoop off and peel back. Um, it's not. Uh, I'll give you this for free. It's not a. We're peeling off because we're scared of something out here. They're peeling off because like this is not their element. They are more. They were trying to drive you out of their nest. They have driven you out of their nest. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're not chasing us. Yeah, that was a that was yeah that was not a George is going to take damage. That was a George is going to take stress. <laughs> uh, a bad day. Um, but uh, it's it appears it's an unobstructed route from here to where you need to go. You're not you know you're like two minutes from the hutong that you need to get on. All right. Uh, you know, you're walking down. The lighting is a little bit more intact in this area. You're walking along. You see, like, a, you see, like, um, some bugs picking over something, um, like a like a marking on the wall. Uh, and then you turn down a corner onto uh, Snake Cliff, um, Snake Cliff Hutong, and you're immediately greeted by big orange plastic. Doors, um, like plasticky, vinyly doors that have been put up, and flashing orange lights saying "quarantine." Well, we already knew about this. I'm pretty sure this whole place is quarantined at this point. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see how this pl- in there could be much worse. Well, it's right, not safe. So, uh, We're gonna have to go back through the birds. Trains. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> uh, this is the street you want to be on. You see the sign saying Snake Cliff Gutong and it's got like under written underneath. It's got a blank space uh, and then in comma uh, in brackets gallery. Okay. Let's get to the gallery. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's get the hell out of here. Jeez, right. Right. Get this. So do you guys just cut through the plastic vinyl doors of the quarantine tent thing? Yeah. Yeah. My knife. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, you just cut yep. open the quarantine uh, airlock. Yep. Uh, you hear like the uh, 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 a slight of the air kind of balancing out. Um, there must have been a bit of a different air pressure inside. Um, and you step into another garden, but this one is more green and luscious. There's this kind of green, waxy ivory covering um, two of the walls of this rectangular corridor, of this squarish corridor, Hutong. Um, There's doors uh, all along here coming off of this space. Um, And uh, you see uh, a quartet of those vines in the corner. You see little ferns everywhere you see like some rose bushes and then right in the middle of the corridor at the far end you all see the skeleton of a person uh strung up in like the quartering uh posture so like their arms and their legs are staked out uh between the corners of the corridor so they're like hanging up facing towards you and the vines that are binding them like this are growing down their arm and wrapping around it. And you see them like going in to its chest and stuff. Um, in its eyes, you see that shaggy uh, fur kind of grass that was changing colors. In its chest, you see that, um, that, that aqua kind of grassy clovery moss stuff that was trying to wheedle its way through the door frame on the entranceway. Uh, in its uh, stomach, you kind of see this thick kind of jellyfish kind of sack of goop. Um, 
And uh, yeah, willpower checks times two. Uh, can you critically fail? <laughs> yes, a critic. Anything that is a double number is a critical. Yeah. If it's above your target number, it's a critical failure. Yeah. Okay. What'd you get? I got an eighty-eight. If you want, you can spend a moxie to downgrade that to a regular failure. If you've got any moxie left, I do. And you know what? I will. Oh. I will because I, I don't have a lot of will to be or the. Uh, don't have a lot of lucidity to spare. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I, I also fail. Yep, cool. I failed as well. Everybody got a regular failure? Sweet. Uh, four stress. Did the plants kill the guy? Did the plants try and make a guy? Uh, why? What? What? How, uh, why is it there like that? Yeah. Why do the plants in there seem to be growing better than anything else around? Um, what is uh. what is keeping his bones together? Oh, it must be those thick red vines. And then you like look up to like the corner near you where there's those those four thick red vines slightly vibrating. Uh, oh wait, the freaking vibrating vine thing again. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, yeah. And there's doors all along this corridor. You're looking for the blank gallery. Well, I guess we can only move forward. Forward always. Guns out. Yeah, not the mission. I've already, I've had a gun and a knife out this entire time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I believe it. Yeah. Uh, Huh. Yeah, it's. I mean, I could study this more, but not the mission. And I've been taking a lot of lucidity hits. I'm just keeping an eye lately, out on everything. And I'm not and, in but great moving shape. On. So, um, Fair. Yeah. I want to get the statue and get out of here and get paid. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's see what the hell the deal is with this statue. Like, there's. Yeah. I can certainly see why this was a quarantine. So. Um, <laughs> Do we want to just kind of throw a little bit of caution to the wind, really get over there quick, or do we want to be a little careful um, about it? We should still move carefully, but quickly. Yeah, we should be directed. Right. Like, this is a... Like, I am interested to all hell as what the hell that freaking thing is. I'm not sure it would be the best use of our time or ultimately helpful for me to stand there and try and study it. Yet. Brilliant. So, let me just grab my phone. Sure. Continue discussing what you're doing. Yeah, it's... Um, you should reset your mic again. This is... Ah, uh, yeah. I just had the horrible thought. Like, what if, uh, what if that was, what if that, what if that stuff had actually gotten into his system and grew out of him? That'd be yeah. bad for anybody that had had their suit compromised, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's why it was a bad thought, and I didn't want to, and I didn't want to consider this line of thinking too much further. This, uh, it's, it's not not been good so far. Um, yeah, let's, uh, yeah, this. Is going to be logged. I'm just going to tuck this away. Firewall's going to find out about this. Um, and they can just handle that as they will. Yeah. Wanted me to go along on this mission for to pick up this, uh, this statue thing for a reason. I assume it's important. Go for yep. that. Get it and get out. Yep. Uh, so, you guys are going down this hallway. 
and you're looking at the doors that are kind of overgrown with um, these vines. Uh, and then you, Jesus Christ, my phone is going off. Um, and then you see one that says, that has a, a name plaque that is blank. Then it says uh, Chang Ji Ping under it. And then it has a big kind of um, I Ching hexagram. Hex hexagram? Yeah, hexagram. Um, kind of arranged in like a octagon shape around a Celtic knotwork symbol that's in this circle towards the center. Uh, and in Mandarin, it says around the outside edge, um, welcome to my home. Please come in. Uh, all right. Well, there's obviously no one's still alive in here, but let's <laughs> uh, keep careful. Uh, move on in then there. Yeah. All yep. right. Got our, got our little scouty guys. Actually, I will... Uh... Push forward. I'll take yeah. the lead. Mm -hmm. 360 yeah. degree vision, heightened senses, octopus on the move. All right, so you get go, out of here. You open the door and you step into a. I open the door. I do not step into anywhere. Right. Call, <laughs> we've, been doing this one room, we've been doing this one room at a time. Fair call, Ken. Fair call. You, you I'm open. Not, yeah, I'm not betting aiming this, but I have not <laughs> stepped through any door. <laughs> you I, okay, you open the door. <laughs> God. <laughs> the more you protest, the more it becomes a clue for everybody else. You open <laughs> the door, and you guys see a courtyard flanked on four sides by walls. Um, these walls have doors that's uh, and windows. They seem to be each wall is like a room, um, a section of the house. The central courtyard has over the top of it um, uh, recessed into the rock grow lights. Um, and there's kind of, and the central courtyard's kind of a grow area for like food and things like that is what you would assume it is meant to be. What you see is fractal leaves um, of waxy green with silver little fractal designs spreading out all over the courtyard on this kind of ivy-like vine. Um, uh, things that look like banana trees laden with uh, juicy red acorn berries um, in the corners um, and little statuettes sprinkled all around the edge, overgrown by these vines, but in the middle with a perfect circle of space around it. Um, revealing the tiles, uh, the tiled kind of brickwork underneath of it is sitting a statue. Um, and the statue is kind of reminiscent of like those statues of the Virgin Mary with her hands open. Um, okay. Except it's a woman with four arms, retrograde legs, um, reptilian kind of eyes, uh, of which she has two sets in two different colors, a vaguely kind of angular avian face. Um, and, uh, she's got a hood up that is obscuring, um, or kind of dreadlocks. Uh, you can see them coming out and it's a statue. It looks like it's been carved from marble, uh, and around its head is a halo that reads 
the rapturous mother of transhumanity. And the halo is made using photo mosaic holographic imagery. So each pixel of the of the image that makes up the halo is itself an individual image. Um, you can't quite make out what they what the individual pixel images are from this distance, though. Um, All right. And I want everyone to tell me what they're doing as they're looking into the uh, courtyard. Does it, that looks like it. I look. Well, yes. I'm gonna look in the doorway. I don't immediately see any cats. Nope. You and see a few I, of the little insect thingies that you've been seeing throughout the station. Um. And then I will, I will uh, look around and step into the room in that mm-hmm. order. Sure. Make me a perception check. This is visual-based perception. If you have enhanced vision, you will get a plus 20. I rolled a 32, so nice. I pass. Um, there is... Does anyone else do anything as the octopus scuttles in? Uh, uh, I am going or to... Or rather, as the octopus scuttles forward slightly. I'm going to follow the octopus. Uh, I'm... Out- Honestly, I've been playing this guy as a, as a touch. Uh, I've honestly been playing uh, Arcadios here as being a little twitchy and a little avoidant at this point after being nearly killed and mm. being panicked by birds. So I'm kind of just going to follow the octopus's lead. And a Swedish yeah. explorer. All right. Well, uh, I'm seeing I got some sort of rope here. So I think it'd be... Do we, how do we want to get this out of here? What are you doing first? Well... I guess I can kind of just take up the rear for now. All right, so I you're have gonna... basically stepped into the doorway. Mm-hmm. So, um, George, make me a perception check. Okay. Do you have enhanced vision? Uh, probably should. Let's see here. Thank I'm not sure have. if it's reflected in the sheet here. It'll be uh, on implants if you have it. And, uh, no. All right. Has enhanced hearing. Yeah, no, not relevant. Uh, so but... you step in, make me that perception. Yep. And I got a 50 even, so what is my perception here? Programming. Perception is a 70, George. Oh, it's, oh good. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to find it on the sheet, sorry. Cool. They're alphabetical. Still, sometimes it's hard to see thing like, there it is, in, yeah. in the mess of stuff. Also, perception and persuasion uh, look very similar mm-hmm. <laughs> on the sheet. Yeah. Um, so you got... Uh, did you say a 50 out of 70? Uh, yeah, I got a 50 out of 70. All right, so you both see that there is something wrong with the grow lamps and the shadows on the room. It can't quite work out what it is, um, but there's something off about the lighting on the roof. It's sort of nagging at the back of your, uh, your, of your thought process. Does heightened um, instinct give me anything to that? Uh, not just yet, but I am taking that into account into sure. account for the events yep. uh, coming up. I did roll to decide which order I was doing things. Cool. So, what are you guys doing as you notice something weird about the lights? Um, gonna gonna look up at something at the lights, like uh, move towards the walls of the room, assuming they're not covered in like. Nah, I'm not even gonna look. Uh, How did you even get through the door? I'm standing th- in the door. Oh, I thought you we were still. I thought we had moved into the room. Yeah, I she's in the she's in the doorway, basically. 
I've, okay. Yeah, I've basically taken like a half step into the room. So I, I mean, it wouldn't be too yeah. difficult to squeeze past the octomorph. Yeah, you could if you wanted to push past me. Yeah. But okay. Um, for the most part, it's, it, that'd be just I don't know. It's up to you. Do what you want to do? Um, I don't see the um the lights up there. Something moving. Uh, octomorph in my way. Push past octomorph. I will. I'll, yeah, I'm look. I've got my 360 vision, so I'll look around. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, if, do I have to? Uh, and if I need to, I'll step into the room to do so. Yeah, if you wanted to get a more complete sense of the room, you'd need to move in, even just like a foot. All right. All okay, right, so, I will do so. All right. Uh, pull my pull my gun and help try to back up the uh, octomorph moving. In. All right. So, Dave. Our Swedish explorer. You see these two step in, and then you see the Octomorph has an ink cloud, right? Uh, yeah, I have an ink defense. Yeah. Um, you see the Octomorph jump back immediately as a squirt of ink explodes ben- below them. Um, and Jen and George, I need you to both make me fray checks. Jen, you get a plus 10. Yay. Oh, fucking hell. 45, yay. <laughs> All right, so I got an 87. You have a moxie. So this is where that moxie is going to come in. Here. <laughs> it's going to re-roll. And I got a two on the re-roll. <laughs> nice. Nice. So you both succeed? Yes. So you you see the ink cloud explode. You see you see the lights change on the roof of the building. Um, both of you see the lights change on the building. Jen's ink cloud explodes. Then Double O just fucking launches backwards, uh, and uh, George, your character just like kicks and kicks off the ground, launching backwards towards the door as two starfishes with four arms, about a meter, a meter and a half in diameter each, launch at you from the roof of the. Uh, of uh, of the courtyard, uh, lunging towards you with these wide open beaks of puncturing teeth, um, as you see their chameleon cloaks fade away from uh, from being the light of the roof to being um, being like these kind of rainbow pastel colors, like. You know, somebody drew a rainbow of chalk as their skin, um, as they're just hurtling towards you, um, and you're launching yourself into the doorway. What do you do? Uh, uh, probably Anna can start shooting at it. What like, weapon ah! do you have? I've got a, I've got a gun. I'm not going to club it. Yeah, what type of gun? I have gun. I use gun on the thing. <laughs> Have gun will travel. Have gun on. will travel. Uh, I got a. Let's see. Uh, I had it here a second ago. Uh, I have a medium uh, pistol sh- with smart link. Yep. Light pistol with, with AP link. homing rounds. Hey, there we go. Oh, medium your pistol. guardian angel actually has a light pistol as well. Does it? Yeah. Oh. Fucking shoot with the that thing as well. Okay, we'll do. Um. All right. So, let me- so let's. Go for. I'll let it use your shoot skill. So make me a kinetic weapons check. Uh, forty-one. I think I got it. Is that with your smart link plus ten? Uh, because it says forty. That is with my smart link plus ten. 
Yeah, yeah. cool. So these things don't actually have fray because they're fucking falling starfish. Um, so you shoot at them, um, and your drone also shoots at it, uh, shoots at one of them. Um, and you just, uh, do the pistols, the pistols don't have, um, automatic, full auto, rather, surely, surely they're semi-auto only. But is it a light pistol? Oh, they have a light pistol and a medium pistol. Nope, they've got full auto. Do you empty the clip? Oh, thanks. Yeah, probably not in the best frame of mind, but it's a nightmare. So you get the drone, just hail of bullets, and you've got homing on your pistol's bullets, too. So with each successive shot, it... The bullets start to line up more and more and more and more um, onto the thing. Um, As you just shred one of those starfish as it comes flying towards you, the middle part of it is like, you know, somebody firing a submachine gun at point blank range into a paper target, right? There's just no middle. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jen, what is our octomorph to? Uh, our octomorph shoots uh, the one in front of her. Does our octomorph um, score, though? Yeah, let's see. Uh, Smart Link will give you your plus 10. You can't take a quick aim. Uh, I rolled a 40, so I hit. Nice. Uh, roll me that damage. No. That is 15 plus 10, so 25. 25. Fucking oath. You just... A big, huge hole explodes through the middle of the... Uh, through the starfish um, as the two corpses of... As the corpse of a starfish and four limbs of a starfish drift towards the door and you guys just step back out of the, out of the room. <laughs> So now you're back in the main corridor again. Uh, and that all kind of happens in a quick flurry <laughs> of gun noise. Um, so Dave's character is looking around trying to gather his rope. And he looks up and, and it's already over. <laughs> and huge explosion of bullets. And then there's just meat cloud drifting towards <laughs> you guys. Um, and a small, a small cloud of ink at about uh, ankle height. <laughs> because it's in air, so um, it's just a squirt of ink liquid just rolls in, just spreading nice. through the courtyard. I'll get back to my rope. Yeah, getting out that rope. What are you guys doing? <laughs> okay, so, just, so let's let's have a second to recap. It's like, all right, yeah. let us have something. Yeah, hey, what's that up there? Okay. To calm down. Your drone, your your little drone flashes, um, <laughs> flashes ammo low in your in your in your uh, HUD, uh, and it hovers down next to you, and like a door opens on the back of it. <laughs> it needs you to feed it more bullets. <laughs> feed me more bullets, gun daddy. <laughs> oh god, I really hate that it came with that voice line. <laughs> so I put put the other magazine in there. Like, okay. Alright, yeah. Let's, let's yeah. put the other magazine in there and you hear it go, ah. Really have to change the settings on that damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy your cut drones from the scum swamp. <laughs> All right. Especially so, being sold by a Jenkin. Alright, let's. <laughs> I guess let's try that again and be real careful. We were real careful. 
Mickey, there's our I want to point out, you guys were the most careful. And I, yeah, hey, and I did That's my best. Jen I rolled to see how I reacted. Of not metagaming. Um, yeah, of four teams so far, most successful team. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what do you guys do? I, I have an idea based mm-hmm. on our uh, general practice of safety that we've been trying to do, at least in this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the rope that I have is an electronic rope. Yes, it's smart rope, so you can you can program it to sh- to tie itself in knots and things like that. Right now, if we're in a zero g environment, that statue is really not going to weigh a whole lot. Mm-hmm. If we don't want to go in the room, could I just use the rope to kind of tie itself around it, and then we can try and pull it towards us? You could, in fact, lasso the statue. <laughs> so we wouldn't even have to go in the room anymore. We could probably no, just do that. Yeah, you if if yeah, it could work. Um, yeah, that's so, assuming that the statue isn't moored to the ground. True, true. Which right. it's not floating. It's I not floating. It shot, yeah. But it might just be grip taped to the floor. So, yeah. all right, let's uh, let's give that a little bit of a shot. I want right, to make sure gonna... it doesn't end up on a on a breakable looking section. Mm-hmm. So you well, throw I... the rope out there, and it coils around uh, the waist, I guess, of the statue. Um, odd or even? Uh, let's go even. Even? Okay. It is moored. No, wait. Even. It is not moored. I rolled a four. That's an even number. Fantastic. (laughs) Uh, It is grip taped to the deck as you give it a bit of a tug and it resists. And then you sort of, you know, twist your hand around the rope some and give it another pull. And you hear that tearing of Velcro um, as the grip tape unzips and the statue janks towards you. All right. Uh... I'll be uh, I'll be gentle and try and guide it towards us slowly and and carefully mm-hmm. as best I can. Uh, so you sort of pull it in towards you, um, and uh, you uh, you pull it through the door gently. And um, George, perception with enhanced vision. Jen, perception. I was trying to say earlier that I'm basically on Overwatch, so... Yes, indeed. I, w- I got that. I figured you guys were. Uh, 25. Got nice. It. Jen? No. My perception's only 50, and I rolled a 64. I mean, that's still 50%. That's, that's not too yeah. bad. Um, so, um, you hear... G- G- George, you, you hear music, but like, um, it's like a swarm of bees and but with drumming, like heavy drumming, like like big drums, like war drums, but it's like really distant, and you, but you can hear it, and then it feels like it's getting louder. What do you, do you say anything to your compatriots? Yeah, it's like, did anyone hear that drumming? Uh, drums? Double O, you, uh, don't, you don't hear nothing. Drum, this guy's drum, going drums? crazy. He's got, drums? He's, got the, he's got the deep space crazies. Oh. Drums of the deep. Drums of the deep. Right, I think we need to get out of here. Uh, the drumming gets louder, uh, and then you see it. You see something dart round the corner at your at the far end of this cor- corridor that you sliced open. Ah, uh, guys, uh, guys. Uh, George probably. I'm going to shoot. George is looking that way, and you see. I'm looking every way. 
Oh, yeah, you've got 360-degree vision. That's a good point. Yeah, you see two shapes move around the corner and then, like, a crashing wave of cats comes through. Like, 20, 20 cats with bull's horns and ram's horns. You see, like, a moose's antlers on one that, like, jumps around and then pins itself to the to the top of the corridor and, like, twists its neck. Uh, so that its head is facing towards you guys. Um, one, one with like, um, with like uh, curving, um, curving horns that almost point towards you guys. Uh, you see like fucking scimitar oryx antlers and all sorts of shit just come barreling through uh, that doorway and just storming towards you as loud war drums are just banging in your ears and you see like flashes of um, spectral cartoon cats running towards you. You see like an angry version of Tigger and is Hobbs the cat in Calvin and Hobbs? Yes. And Hobbs barreling down. You see um, Felix the cat with, like, a satanic look on his face. Um, You see, like, Hello Kitty walk around the corridor holding a knife. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just all these cartoon depictions of cats. But, like, twisted and horrific as if they were... As if they were worshipped by childlike, predatory cat minds. They see cats in media, and, you know, these cats have godlike power. Clearly, they are to be worshipped. And clearly, they're predator gods, because we're predators. What else could they be, if not our predatory gods? Um, And they storm to war, surrounded by their gods, because they know how to conjure their spirits. That's uh, as they come storming towards you. Jen, um, I believe you've got 11 shots left. I'm, I'm using the, th- the, the third weapon at this point, the seeker oh. rifle and the 12 co- concussion micro-missiles. Brilliant. Do you just unload? <laughs> oh, yeah. Semi-automatic. <laughs> cool. Does anyone else do anything before Jen kills everyone? Uh, No, I'm I'm aiming down the hall. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. You're inside of an enclosed space. The pressure wave will not dissipate. Uh, uh, You know what? I think now's as good a time as any to go full auto. Yeah, so like you see that as you're pulling the statue towards you, and you like take your gun off your off its hook and like sweep your arm down the hallway and just pull the trigger. Yes, uh, the drone unloads. Uh, you unload, and, and Jen, you fire off concussion missiles, and uh, yeah, I just I can't see a way. I mean, well, yes, can, it's okay. <laughs> They're, they're micro-missiles doesn't mean that they're lower <laughs> yield because, like, explosives are more advanced. Um, it just means that they're small. Um, the concussion part, now, normally, that, you know, it releases a pressure wave, it knocks you on your ass. Um, but you guys are in a tight space. So it's just going to... All 10 is just going to create a wave front of pressure. That pushes us away from the cats. That's that's a way to interpret it. I think Noah definitely be pushed away from the cats. 
That's what I'm willing to agree with. Okay, so what I what I think I'm hearing from Jen is that uh, my octopus morph has full health and armor. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm. No, I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I was, the concussion. I was thinking if I was firing past the cats, it would be far, and I didn't realize they're close enough that the concussion uh, grenades would cause that much trouble. So then I it, wouldn't. Yeah. Um. Okay. It, I mean, you might survive one, right? But all ten, mm-hmm. I just can't see it because it doesn't. It, the concussion grenade isn't non-lethal. It's just mm. not as deadly as all the other grenades. Like it's meant to. It's meant to knock you on your fucking ass, but it still does one d10 of damage. So that's and it's meant to be divided by two. So that's still. It's still 10 D10 divided by two. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, and it's still too close. It wouldn't make sense to do it. Um, It would make sense to do it if you care more about killing them than anything else. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am not attempting to negate your decision, I, but I feel no, like Optimorph I... would have enough presence of mind to understand the consequences. It's whether yeah. the Optimorph cares. But he cares because he wants to get paid. And I have to get oh, the statue still... out of here. I mean, yeah, that's fair. The statue's got to get out of here. Um, I guess I can... This, this, the sniper rail rifle doesn't have any kind of uh, auto-fire feature, no, does it? No, it has semi-auto, so you can fire two shots this round while everyone else empties their guns. As, mo- as more cats pour in. Um, so although, um, one of you has zoology, right? Yes, I do. Um, look, there's only a so many. There's only so many predators that an ecosystem can support. This is an enclosed ecosystem. Um, there has to, there's there can't be more than like you see twenty cats. You've killed four, five. You've killed five. This is, you would expect this to be the upper limit of predators in this habitat. So we kill them. So you could try and kill them. It should be the upper limit. Should, yes. There can't possibly be more of them. And they said there were way more of them. What is the carrying capacity of the the (laughs) ecosystem? This is insane! Saboturn and I wouldn't do any good. So all I can yeah. know that they wouldn't do any good. It it is getting late for me, so you know what? Full auto it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Let's go to full auto. All right, I'll try the Saboturn on them then instead of using the concussion grenades if I think that's gonna destroy our us as well. Okay. So you fire a couple of your Saboturn nano swarms down there, and I'm guessing with your other arms you also fire a sniper shot at one of them. Yep. Um no damage needs to be rolled. This is kind of cinematic combat mode. Um, <laughs> it's a target-rich environment. It's harder for you to miss than it is for you to, <laughs> to hit, right? Um, it's just a matter of whether you wanted to aim for... It only, I'd only make you roll to hit if you were aiming for a specific one of them. But if you're just firing down the hall into the mass of cat flesh, you hit something. <laughs> Um, so you see, like the the, uh, the first four of them cut get cut down, and then in the second row, two of them drop off, and then in the third row, one goes down. Um, 
Then the missile explodes and a mist of silver dust goes everywhere. And then you hear that drum drum beat in your uh, head switch to like discordant violin music as you see their antlers like expand out into like these flower shapes like these rolling folding in on themselves like flowers like hypercube flowers they just keep rolling in on themselves and expanding at the same time into these flowering plumes as they like barrel towards you and they seem to be losing their balance more um as they're trying to get to you and then you see the the one that had the big moose antlers and was like up in the corner you see its head has like swollen and the antler things have like wrapped around its head and you see it like fall off the wall and then its head goes pop um uh as they are charging towards you and you realize now all your guns need to be reloaded except for Jen and her sniper rifle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the boys drop their magazines, which just sling out of their guns and then like float next to their guns as they reach for another mag to slam in there. Jen, what do you do? Uh, I, hmm. Can I shoot with Sniper rifle, take one shot, and reload the Seeker with some of my other arms. What are you going to put into the Seeker rifle? Because the Seeker rifle has a magazine. It has 10 shots. Okay. Uh, I've still got more of the... uh, It says it's got 12 splash micro-missiles. Yeah. So is that the full magazine? The splash splash micro-missiles were the ones we decided the disassemblers were in, because, like, it didn't tell you what was loaded into the splash missiles. Um... Yes. Does it have a smart magazine? I don't believe so. Actually, yeah. Smart link, but not smart magazine. I think they automatically come with smart magazines because they automatically have smart link. Um, and I think they have smart magazines so you can put a, automatically put a bunch of different missiles in there. So if you want, there can be a different type of missile in there from the list of missiles you have. Those are the only two options I have, are the grenades or the micro-missiles. Yeah. So you don't need to reload if you just want to shoot again, uh, or or anything. But uh, that those are the ammo. That's the ammo you got. Okay. If I still have more of the 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 micro missiles with the the nanites, that's what I'm going to continue to fire. Okay. Uh, so you fire that off, and you fire another sniper shot at one, and then uh, the wave of. Um, the wave of cats is about to crash into the boys. Uh, so what do you two do as these cats are literally a meter from your face and are leaping at you? Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Gun to temple. <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. So my thought here, my thoughts are sort of like, well, I can go full auto with my little gun bot, my little obscene gun bot. Or I could turn and run, but I've seen what happens if you turn and run from cats. That makes it worse, if anything. Um, Especially when you have no run-in-space skill. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to say just more panicked unloading. Okay. Uh, with Gunbot behind me. That seems reasonable. <laughs> yeah, he just, one. <laughs> he just keeps firing. Dave? Uh, how many are left? <laughs> how many are left? Um, like yeah. 10? 
Oh, oh, geez. Use the uh, axe. I mean, you do have an axe. I do have an axe. My gun is is unloaded. Well, you just uh, spent a turn reloading, basically. Oh, okay. So I, I it is reloaded at this yeah. point. All right. But now uh, the, the things are on you, basically. Yes. Well, how many could I potentially take out with going full auto again and then go into the axe? I mean, they're close. So one might actually eat all of your bullets. Um, you could make me a shooting check to try and hit multiple. Um, uh, with the axe, depends on how good they are at dodging axes and how good you really are at swinging a, them. Uh, I don't really have a skill uh, for blades. blades is what you use for the axe. Yeah, I don't, don't have a blade He doesn't have blades. <laughs> they gave him an axe, but not blades. Brilliant. Love it. Okay. Well, hold on. Could could theoretically an axe is just a especially sharp hammer, so that's like a club, right? Nope. It uses blades. Okay. 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 I, I figured that was a reach, and I knew it. That's just fair um, point. If you use an axe, if you use an axe, the advantage of clubs is that you don't even have to worry about edge alignment. You have to worry about edge alignment on blades. And I, I uh, knew it was and therefore, axes covered by blades. <laughs> Uh, so, you, yeah, you also have a knife you can't use. Well, so yeah. he can use the knife. He just can't use it as... He's just not great at using it as a weapon, right? So he has the knife and the axe for utilitarian purposes. <laughs> Which is what most people have axes for. Like, the diamond axe is not intended as a weapon, but they have the weapon stats in the book. Within the setting, it's an emergency axe. It's, you know... It's for cutting, cutting people free from crashed ships and and things like that. All right. Um, what ability for movement do I have here? You have like free. I, you have free fall. You could try and run to the other end of the corridor towards the corpse that is brimming with weirdly virulent plants. Which I mean, by all means. Yeah, I don't really want to go that way. <laughs> Why? Is uh, it the fact that I said by all means? Yeah, uh, that get, helps. Get a, get a sample of Definitely it. helps. Was it the use of the word virulent in describing plants? Yeah. It didn't hurt. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we killed the uh, the things in the room. I try and move in there, and uh, you want to fall back know. into the room? Close the door. That's what I'm thinking. Do it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you know what? Let's let's see about falling back into the room if we got time. So you guys fall. So you fall back into the room, Dave. Yes. Make me a perception check. Ah, it's not going to go well. They had passed. Uh, Eighteen. Make me a fray check. As you see something moving on the ceiling. I, I had that concern. All right, uh, I believe I passed that. Yes. Yes. Cool. Passed. Another. Invisible starfish drops from the roof <laughs> as it detects food in its kill box. I, I shoot it. You shoot it? <laughs> so you sweep your gun up and unload, because uh, you're still on full auto, into that thing. Oh, crap. Just shred it to bits. And then a cat, like, slams into the doorway and jumps at you. Make me another fray check. Oh, damn it. That one I do not pass. 
dodge. Yeah, this thing jumps, so you turn, shoot, then look back, clever girl moment, as the cat (laughs) slams into the side of your head, and it puts its paw straight through your visor and tears your eyes out. Uh, Oh, bites down into your shoulder and then it tears away some of your vac suit and then like shoves its um, bull horns into your neck Uh, and it just is like stabbing you with its horns. It looks like the cat is sideways headbanging. Um... Uh, George, the cats overrun you. They're all over you and you're screaming. Um, what do you do as they're all over you? Um, oh, jeez. Um, and you hear the yeah. words of like a little girl and, uh, and like a dad, um, and, uh, and like, uh, an old, uh, old woman just repeating uh, in your head uh, or in your mesh inserts uh, the word play all in these different voices. The word play just playing over and over and over again. Play? 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 Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ooh boy. Yeah, this this is pretty bad. Um, uh, I'm going to go for the uh, merciful lights out on this one. See if I can put the gun to head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this, do you have a witty one-liner as you... Actually, you don't get a witty one-liner. No, no, you have to make no. me a willpower check to see if you can actually bite the bullet. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, 13. Nice. What do you know? Yeah, nice. You have air the quote-unquote courage. Yeah, air quotes. <laughs> Whatever. I, this... Whatever, fuck this. I'll just no, when I uh, when I resleeve, this will bad dream that I'm not gonna remember. Yeah, fuck it. I backed up. Boom. Yeah. You guys hear a gunshot from the swarm of uh, swarm of cats, or rather, one of you. Is that uh, octopus? Great. Um, and I, I. They are. Um. There is a, a ten deadly cats. Um, a meter from you, and one of them like tears a chunk out of someone's arm and then like turns and looks at you and you see it grin and then that that augmented reality grin of red and white teeth extend in the space between you two as it looks at you <clears throat> with no eyes um and where am i in relation to the door and the cats um so to your left is the doorway to the uh, to the courtyard of the gallery, and in front of you is the swarm of cats, and maybe ten meters behind you at most is the plant man. You should go see the plant man. To, so to the left is is no cats and no starfish, and there's a door. To the right of you is no cats and no starfish. The left is the gallery that has okay. our cat and our starfish in it. To your right, I suppose, there is a closed door. Um, I'm going to die for the room with the one cat. Okay. Close the door behind me. All right. Um, so you dive in and, like, flick out a tentacle at the door mechanism to close it as you hear something smash into the wall, uh, into the door on the other side um, as you bump, as you drift past... Um, 
this the uh titanian being torn apart and stabbed by this other cat being turned right. into something that am resembles I meatballs am i able to stab the cat go for it shank the cat i rolled a 45 Nice. You just shoved that knife in there and inject a bit of poison into it. Um, and then you start to hear popping noises on the other side of the door. And then the, the door opens as, um, as you pull the blade out of this one that's dead. Uh, and two corpses float next to you, as well as a bunch of regenerating starfish monsters. Um... And this one uh, cat is standing there, looking at you on the other on the door that's just opened, and you see its antlers are like slack and hanging by its head, and it steps in towards you like groggily walking towards you. Uh, you see like blood coming out of it in drip droplets from its shoulder, where it probably caught some bullets from you I guys earlier. It. You shoot it? Yeah, with the with the sniper rifle, which is one of the regular AP rounds. Brilliant. You shoot it. Uh, you just watch it. Uh, you s- that bullet goes through it, and it rips it apart. Uh, and then make me a perception check. I'm going to spend that moxie. I have to re-roll my 98. My one moxie I earned from hunting. Oh, come on. Another failure, please. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> 96. Yes! God damn it! Uh, you, uh, you feel something slam into your back as you realize you've kind of drifted at a weird angle. Um, and then you feel something tightening around you. And it reminds you of when you've fought with siblings or penmates. Level two! Mm hmm. Which is why. <laughs> Make me afraid yet. Do I get any kind of... I don't know if that gives you any kind of bonus. You are to able to make the freight check. That's what I, that's what I thought. After it's already grappled <laughs> you. It's basically Ooh. limber against limber. Yes! 18! <laughs> nice! Um, so you are, you know, this thing grabs around you and you're, and you're like, fuck you, buddy. I'm an octopus. I know what I'm doing. And so you're like, tentacles shoot around it and you like ca- are now counter grappling the stuff, this thing, and you feel its beak trying to jam into the armor of your suit. But you've got a beak too, you know. I'm not going to bite it. Uh-uh, I'm going to stab it. <laughs> All right. So you get one of your tentacles for you. You just start fucking shanking this thing. You're just endless. And then like. I have you know, had a long fucking day. Stop like, attacking like, me. You kind of go into this endless shanking frenzy. And like five minutes have passed. And you've just got like pulp of starfish uh, filling the room. And then you're like, you know, come to your senses and push off. Um, take a few deep breaths. Everyone's dead. <laughs> you can see the statue kind of drifting in the hallway. Dave didn't make it either. <laughs> Dave did not. <laughs> nope. Um, what do you do? I, I grab the rope. <laughs> grab the rope. <laughs> I, I look out in the hallway. Uh, which way do you look down the hallway? Uh, every way. Oh, right. 360 degrees. <laughs> yeah. You're sort of like focus shifts through the whole hallway. Um, as you're looking through, because I don't think you have oracles. 
Um, and so, like, you see the horror, the corridor with the drifting bodies. You see all the heads of these cat things that have exploded. And then you catch it, um, ha- a hand reaching out to you from the plant thing guy. Wasn't its hand bound before? I shoot it in the head. Uh, you go to shoot it as vines wrap around your gun and yank it from your hand. I didn't think I was anywhere near it. (laughs) You're not anywhere near it, but you're in a corridor covered in uh, ivy vines with fractal patterns on them. Oh. Uh, As these ivy vines cover around you, and you're, you know, using your limberness and your octopus arms to try and wriggle free, but it's, it's like trying to wriggle free from the ocean. It's just extensive around you as this thing is reaching out an arm towards you and it just wraps around you and that is when the mission recorder is turned off uh and we are back in that uh digital conference room uh with a bunch of exhausted looking uh researchers uh and the the woman smoking, uh, and we see an ashtray of put of uh, extinguished digital cigarettes sitting there. As she looks across and says, "So clearly, as you can see, while we definitely want to investigate this research environment, we feel that you may need extra pro- uh, extra protection, and so uh, we're going to be sending along an insurance policy." of sorts uh and that is where uh this run ends uh so yes that is uh the team from our upcoming campaign just watched the mission recording of this game uh what did you guys think of my eclipse phase intro (laughs) you just didn't want me to survive again (laughs) no i didn't (laughs) that was awesome Ah, cool the scenario is deadly and i need it to be deadly it is plenty deadly also you get to you get to try and survive it next time go there we've only got a few cats left right yeah, exactly. The population is <laughs> severely reduced. There'll be, like, there'll be like five cats left on the station total. <clears throat> uh, I, I actually, I liked what you changed with it. I I did my I, that one scene with the, the starfish. I rolled to see which order I was going to do things in so that I could not, you know, metagame it. And we had been playing pretty cautious. So yeah, Indeed. I was happy with that. I also uh, didn't realize walking into this we were doing this scenario again until we were already started. So, <laughs> uh, cool. That's uh, that's that one. Uh, any other feedback anyone has? Did you enjoy yourselves? Absolutely, uh, I did. Uh, I, I realized partway through that my uh, my random firewall pick character had very few relevant skills, but uh, I had fun in the game uh, regardless. Uh, you have a knack for describing the her- uh, mm-hmm. weird animal stuff. Yeah, indeed. Which is probably why Jen was like, do a campaign that's all you describing weird animals. <laughs> <laughs> animal behaviors. And so here we are, me doing a campaign where I describe weird animals. Uh, so yes, that's my new Eclipse Phase scenario. It's shorter than uh, my new Eclipse Phase intro. It's shorter than my previous Eclipse Phase intro. And it's... Uh, 
more more it has more opportunity for social roles because you can try and you know communicate with the things around you. <laughs> uh, it also has more monsters uh, rather than my other Eclipse Days intro, which has one monster. So Ships in the Night has one thing um, and is like a haunted house scenario, whereas this one is there's just any number of things that could kill you. <laughs> This is this is very accurate to everything else I've seen happen in Eclipse Phase games. Uh, I liked how I like how everything went. It um, I think we survived longer than we should have in some cir- circumstances, ba- just by luck of rolls, basically, or re rolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Moxie is is great. Just just uh, spend all your CP on Moxie. Just get just get seven Moxie uh, once you've chosen your skills. <laughs> and uh, I'd say the octopus was a pretty good fit to take on the mission. I didn't, yeah, like I said, I didn't realize which, that we were doing this mission again. I, um, but I'm kind of yeah, glad that I brought even, him on it. So. Didn't even occur to me that the um, till the end with the limba, how useful that would be, because it pretty much makes it so that you're the only one that can escape the starfish thing after it's already got you. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, because they eat them. <laughs> yeah. So if you fail the perception check, it just eats you. There's nothing else you get to do. (laughs) If you pass the perception check, you see it coming towards you and get to roll fray. And if you fail the fray, it gets to eat you, but you might get to do something as well. So one of them set off a grenade in one of the other games. (laughs) The last game I, I, last time I played this, I played the scientist and Micah and his brother played soldiers. They both walked into the room at the same time, both promptly got eaten, and Sam managed to pull a grenade at the same time, which blew up the statue, blew up the room, killed them, and killed the starfish. And I was left with the cats. Yeah, then the (laughs) cats came down the hallway, and Jen, animal handling. uh, Crit succeeded. Yeah, she she persuaded them. Uh, But anyway... Uh, that's Funny enough game. about past games. Uh, yeah. I'm glad this that you guys enjoyed this. Um, if you if you like listening to this, uh, please check out our other Eclipse Phase games. We have a whole bunch over on WordPress and SoundCloud. Um, otherwise, uh, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond.